It's a, it's a ill mind that's still time filled and refined Still getting mine in the nine ass nine nine <laughs> Don't touch the dial, you heard. Oh, don't touch the dial, guys. <laughs> What's cool, up, man. everybody? DJ Geometric Sharing is time once again for the 9 at 9 DJ podcast, the online show with nine DJs on a roundtable panel discussing today's DJ topics. But we have a special episode right now. We have nine special guests for tonight. So it's uh it's gonna be special. So this show is people, man. Lot lots of them, man. So this show is brought to you by Beat Refinery DJ Squad. Bok to Rock, learn how to mix scratch and make music by visiting beatrefinery.com. We have school locations all around the U.S. So once again, folks, tonight is our season finale for the show, uh, and we're streaming live right now. Uh, we haven't done that all season long, so hopefully everybody figured out that we've been pre-recording our episodes the past, you know, the past uh, few shows. So, but uh, we're live, um, we're, and we're bringing back some of our favorite guests from the past couple of seasons for this live season finale as well as bringing some of uh some of the homies so i'm gonna go down the list we are a special guest for this episode we got inferno yeah, yeah. dj oh, bonix buck rogers oh. digital dave dj zo dj premonition dj remedy dj throwdown of course back is the homie if we can find him dj impulse <laughs> impulse power <laughs> and maybe some surprise visitors uh, and some surprise visitors maybe but as always, let me introduce the rest of the crew, my co-host. We got DJ As One. Hey, what's up, guys? We're live. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, I got to do the sound effects, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. Next stop, we have Sean J. I don't have any queued up sounds, but what's up, y'all? We're not doing the live. Yeah, we're not, I don't have mine. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we didn't do our set, proper sound check with, you know, with all the technical difficulties we had, difficulties we had tonight. But, uh. And finally, we have Stylist Chris. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing good. Feeling good. We got uh feeling great. The the nine at nine on November 9th with nine guests nine and guests. four hosts and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> we are certainly uh kind of playing this one uh by the shooting from the hip, but you know. Sometimes that's how it goes. We we thought we could get everybody in here on one screen, but we are going to make best of what DJs do, which is pivot on the fly and figure out how to get it done. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, Geo is going to be bringing people in. If you're if you're uh, on the chat and you want to alert, send us a send us a message or a question you want to ask any of the any of the crew that's on on the chat. Feel free to drop the questions in. We'll try to get to those when we can. And, uh, you know, without further ado, let's bring in some of our guests, Gio, for this first segment. We're gonna... All right. Just rattle them down. I'll bring them in. All right. Let's let's bring in who got, who got? DJ Bonix. Bonix. What up, Bonix? Oh, there he is. Is it, is it, is it, is it working? 
It's working. It's working. It's working. working. Oh, we got you, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that kitty. That's that Sean Combs, man. <laughs> take that. Take that. Take that. Okay. All right. Next up, let's bring in the one and only Buck Rogers. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Buck's in the building. What to do? Buck, buck, buck. What's All up? All right. What's up, guys? Cool. And cool. let's bring in Digital Dave. Hey, hey, hey. what up, man? Wow, this is ain't, ain't no, baby, ain't no. <laughs> this is live, bro. Wow, it's happening. And oh, let's 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 throw let's bring in premonition. What up? What up? What up? What's good? I'm not gonna give the record of uh, the other team. December 6th, December 6th. We're meeting. That's right. That's right, man. All right. Next up, we've got Inferno. Uh, we don't have Inferno for this one. Oh, no? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, who was taking Impulse's place? Um, oh, Throwdown. Well, Throwdown's already in oh, there. Oh, Throwdown's part of it. Uh, that's. Wait, I see Inferno in the chat, though. We'll just, we'll just roll right now. <laughs> <Inferno. laughs> Pivot on the fly. <laughs> so uh, let's get Throwdown in. All right, let's get Throwdown in there. There he is. What up, homie what up? Throwdown? What up, homie? Can you hear me this time? <laughs> Sound good. Got you. Cool. All right, bet. No more Darth Vader voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I unplugged the audio in it for the crowd. I think it's good now. All right, so we're going to roll just like this for now, or do you want to add uh, anybody else, Gio? Uh, I mean, we can if we want to. Uh, do we want Inferno in? Yeah, let's bring yeah, in. man, bring him in. Bring in All right, Inferno, if you're in the chat, come on in. <laughs> knock on the door. <laughs> knock on what? the back door. What's the password? <laughs> Send someone over to his house. <laughs> Who lives closest? There you go. I see you. There we go. All right. Hey. Now we're breaking the format. Damn. That's right. We, no. <laughs> Everything we said we weren't going to do, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Good right. to see you, man. Good to see you guys. Check. I haven't seen some of you guys in the last, like, maybe, I don't know, five, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm starting to miss you guys. So long, so long, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get to see Chris anymore since he's teaching elementary school. Yeah, man, for real, <laughs> living that pod <laughs> life. Well, your kids still in the pod? You guys doing the pods or whatever? Yeah, man. There's there's days where there's like kids running all around the background of my house, like doing fun. They call them foundations. Yeah, you guys should see our production meetings on Monday. Like Chris is, it's like meeting time, and like everybody's talking, and then. Chris, I didn't know her. It'd be like, if you, if you follow her one more step, I will break your knees. <laughs> You're like, daddy. Like, who are you screaming at, dude? Oh, man. I was like, the daddy daycare. It, it, I, I, do, I, don't, I don't. I was going to say, there's nothing worse than the, the, the terrible cliches that your parents used on you when they come out of your mouth for the first time and you realize you turn into your parents. with your, It's just, it's a low feeling, man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, Chris. I've known you like ten years, and I don't think I've ever seen you get mad. Yeah, I mean, I try, I try to keep it easy, but you know, kids can, kids can do some amazing things to you. 
I know Permanent, you got kids, right? I do. My son, yeah, I'll be yelling quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Hey, man. They, they I had to, lock, to lock the door today. I, as I said, I'm locking the door. I'm coming down to my studio. Don't bother me for a few hours. So, my, wife, my wife's on the job. Nice. So Eric, you, got kid. Going on there? you got a pod going on at your place? Like, it's, it's, it's not just your kids. It's Yeah, several. a couple other. Like, so they, they trade houses. So it's not every day, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, a couple of days they they go, and I've got my my middle schooler here all the time because if you don't keep up on a middle schooler, she'll be playing amongst us and Roblox all day long. There won't <laughs> be any school happening. Yeah, they, true. you know, they're they're like this is they're still kind of on some. This is like snow day where you have to do work at home still. You know, they're. They, I can't they're Middle schooler, man. I can't believe I can't believe she's that old now. I know, man. It's boy. How old is he then? He must be in fifth grade then. Something like that, right? No, Judah's seven. <laughs> oh, he's seven. Oh, I got yeah. way off. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nah, man. He's seven. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 trying to make it through though. I know. I know you guys are all like, uh, you know, some of our favorite beat refinery friends and and fans. We're such fans of all you guys personal friends and great to have you guys here for this you know which is probably a lot better of a day today than it would have been if you know things were differently in the election so i'm just kind of want to throw it to you guys to let us know how you're feeling just what's what's your what's your feeling since we're we're you know we're we're definitely not out of the woods yet i don't think anybody that I thought the, it was a little premature how we were all celebrating around the country because I don't just don't trust this dude's going to leave, and he scares the hell out of me with that. But like you know, we we definitely are on the on a path to what looks like to be a new president and new direction our country. So, um, how are you guys feeling about everything? Started it's off nice with, to be heading towards some sort of normal. What's the direction you guys want to go towards, man? Yeah, definitely, definitely see another lockdown coming. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. And he's, he's going to, you know, he's all about the taxing the higher class, and the, but it's, it's, the trickle-down effect's going to happen, so he's going to tax the rich, but then they're going to make cuts, and the poor are going to take the effect of it, I feel. So, but I'm just glad to get that orange pumpkin out of office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we will see. Like, to be honest with you, like, I, you know, I try to keep my own mind uh, I, I, I keep a muzzle with my thoughts, uh, you know, on political views and stuff like that a lot of time. You don't, won't catch me saying a lot of stuff online. But I will say this right now, right here. I think as far as I'm concerned, like talking to people, there's only three things right now that I can even think to celebrate. And it could be in any order, but in my order, it's first that Trump is now out of office. Two, we have a... Um, he's, he's technically not out of office yet. Well, well, yeah. well, he's going to fight 74 days or something like that. He's going right, to fight right, to the right. very well, end. Well, you know, we have we we're working towards someone somewhat different. Um, two, we have a female, um, you know, uh, um, vice president, vice president, president. first also, female, first black, uh, yes, um, South Asian, Asian as well. Uh, and, and and again, third, I'll go ahead and, and and congratulate Biden on winning. Again, no no offense, but yeah, another old white dude in power. Great, like no, nothing different there, you know, but. Um, Agreed. I'm being honest. I'm like, dude, like, why aren't you, aren't you being excited about buying one first? I'm like, no, that's like last, dude. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, me, me personally, man, I feel a big sigh of relief because I feel like, all right, well, it, even though it's been like a close 
you know, it was a lot closer than I was hoping for. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so yeah. that really means that if you think about it, there's it there's a lot of people out there. No, yeah, yeah so you can't just you got to take in everybody into account. I believe you know when you when you're talking about running the country and and as much as you might hate one side or you know disagree with other people, you hopefully would be a bigger person and try to listen to what the concerns are. You know what I mean? Because there's something there. Right? You might not agree with some oh, things. Yeah. Agree with like sure. you know what I mean? But like I I feel a big sigh of relief because at least. <laughs> It, it kind of restores a little bit more faith that there's a little bit well, more of a. Did, you know, did everybody yeah. see uh, Van Jones like crying on CNN? Um, yes. Really tearing up. Like, you know, he, he basically summed it up. Character one, you know, basically being a good person matters, you know, and, and he, fi he can finally, like, just like, he finally wake up and let, let the kids know that it's it, everything, you know, all that, everything's going to be all right now, you know? Mm hmm. But as far as like, uh, but yeah, the the election was really really close, and I don't think it's a moral victory. I think it's a vic it's a victory at the end of the day, but it's not a moral that moral victory that the Democrats was looking for, you know. Um, so I've been saying like, uh, I've been sort of making an analogy of uh, the president is kind of like a substitute teacher in a fourth grade classroom. Like, that's very specific. Ain't nobody heard of him before, or maybe they heard about him, but they don't have any like real respect yet. You know, he hasn't like whooped up on him personally yet. Like they're trying to see what he's about. And the dude can come in and just let people run amok, or he can like immediately get stuff under control. And I mean, really like the president, it's just a mouthpiece. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on, like, higher up that the media never covers. But the point is, like, Gio, what you were saying, like, you know, moral and character is so important. And obviously, like, the people in this country are so easily influenced by the actions of their leader. And so this is especially for them. Like, the dude that's at the front of the fourth grade classroom needs to set an example for all the toddlers in the room because if he comes in drunk and falls asleep in the middle of the class or is like cussing at everybody and basically setting a poor example then kids are like shooting spitballs and like beating each other up and like we've had four years of that and we just need to get back to like civility at the very least even if nothing changes in the next four years like i ain't gonna be mad about that like in terms of uh coronavirus or like economy or whatever i just want to see people not at each other's throats anymore like i i can't even talk to my dad right now and i love my dad but he is such a hardcore trump supporter like we have to just completely avoid that topic of conversation or we're like screaming at each other you know what i mean like this dude raised me like this guy wiped my ass or something here last week actually but, uh, <laughs> like, I, I want to be able to talk to my loved ones and my peers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people in this room right now might we're, – we're probably not all on the same page, not every single one of us. And, you know, those who feel differently are at least keeping a pe – people who know how to take politics and take it off the table, like, you know, respect. Because, like, that that divides people. And, like, that's that's what we got to get away from right now is what I'm saying. Like, there's no way forward until we can remember that we're, we're humans and we're, we're in this together. 
Yeah, that's so, me. I had a Trump supporter in my studio live streaming with me uh, two days ago. You know, Junior, DJ Junior, Trump supporter. Oh, boy, man. man. Yeah, What's up, Junior? But all good. I, 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 for me, for me I, I'm able to separate his political views versus what I think of him as a, a, as a, as a talented artist, you know? So, whatever. Wait, I, I feel for you, though, Throwdown. I remember that one time we went to New York, and it was supposed to be a snowstorm. We were, we we went to New York to go do a show, and it was supposed to snow or something, and your dad bombarded you with text about why we shouldn't go because the snowstorm yeah. was like the end of the world snowstorm. Yeah. And so I can only imagine, you know, like a political view. He's probably like, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's Random definitely <laughs> But you know, this is so like, uh, you know, with with Biden in office, you know, obviously he's like super hardcore about coronavirus. Like, we all got our masks, like, we're probably gonna get locked down for you know a little longer, and and yeah, that's gonna you know screw up our jobs as he is, and it's gonna you know make the economy like dip a little more, but like. There's no other proven way that this works. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just say, like, oh, well, we tried and it didn't work, so everybody just go and do your thing. Like, it's literally going to get so much worse if you just let people run luck. So I feel like we have to kind of lock down for a little bit. Because, dude, the winter, like, you know how many people out there, like, don't take their vitamins and eat crappy food? And, like, they're, like, prime candidates to get sick and and then, like, spread it everywhere. So I feel like we're probably going to... Just be living in our huts for well, the winter. Did, did you guys so, see? Did you guys see what? Uh, did you guys see the Saturday Night Live uh, over the weekend with Dave Chappelle? Yes. Dave what Chappelle's he said about idol. That's what the he said about celebrity. I want to have lunch with. What he said about Chris Christie. <laughs> He's got all the fixes. Oh, that was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was that, that was so wrong and so funny at the same time, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's bring in Bonix. What um you were trying to say something a minute ago. Let's if your mic's on. Uh can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. Uh you know, it's I've been really trying to be mindful uh this whole time about everything. I mean with politics and with coronavirus and then, you know, uh, being like being on the radio for the whole time of it too, like public FM made it very uh i had to be super mindful about how i spoke about things and it was cool because honestly i'm definitely happy that trump is out i mean i'm definitely happy about that like but now more than i ever have in my 40 years i uh i like think about the government now and try to read more and be more critical about it so i think that for me is like the best part about it i can't like i'm happy for getting older now bro you're getting older yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting older, so it's just uh, it's. You don't look a day over thirty-two, homie. <laughs> it was a it was a tight it was a tight rope uh, to walk because you know there was a lot of different people who share in the community that just had the range of it, and then George Floyd happened, and so it just was like I don't know, man. I'm glad I could have been emotional about everything because man, do I how do I feel about immigrants or how I feel about women or how, I'm, I'm passionate about all those, but. I didn't let it really – I had to really focus on what was in front of me in real life shit um, because I think that really helped me this year. 
um, because I see everyone. You know, I went to Mexico a couple weeks ago with Buck because Buck uh, just got engaged. Congratulations to Buck. Hey, congrats, I realize how much of a bubble we're living in, man. Like, we're just slinging mud at each other, and then there's, like, families enjoying the fruits of the earth and shit. Um, so I'm happy that the, the hopefully this, like, first part's over. There's definitely a sigh of relief, and I feel, like, lighter. You know what I mean? Y'all feel, like, a little bit, like, it's not yes. that's not might not be running in the background while we're still dealing with coronavirus and our financial situations or whatever the fuck we're dealing with. Um, so I definitely feel that. I just think that, like, I'm exhausted about mm-hmm. that question, about mm-hmm. how I feel about it. And I'm just trying to, like, feel it out every day because uh, I don't know if you guys follow Max Smith in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, he, you guys should definitely follow him. He's been the big voice out there with Portland. And he, uh, he asks all the right questions. And there's so many questions to ask. Like, we want to go back to normal. But back to normal is, you know, how we treat immigrants. And back to normal is, uh, you know racism and all that shit so i think this is like a super great opportunity to like start from a part where now we can walk together hopefully and and figure that out because you see how divided the shit is it's like the 50 50 the country is so how do we walk how do we talk as djs are we only playing to people that think like us i don't think so so that's a that's a lot that's a loaded question you know we're supposed to you know my homie was saying the other day he he was like because he, he's he's on the other side of the fence he's a trump guy and we got into it and he's like look you know what like dead all of this six months ago we all used to go to the club and just check all of our egos at the door and forget all those superficial things race political standing whatever we were all just cats in a club vibing to the same music, like coming together as like a unified body. And it was like, you know, an experience that everybody was sharing. And like, where did that go? And, and you know, I think honestly, like what you were saying, Bonnie, like we're all exhausted. The, the media and basically the guy in the Oval Office that was leading the media, like, you know, every day of the news cycle, people are just, they're following the lead. And, and the guy was like, sowing division to enable himself you know what i mean he was like feeding off of the chaos like the more pissed off people are the more ratings you get and you know what i mean like if you get people outraged and you just keep them in a constant state of outrage then it, it drives up uh like new shows and politics and stuff and like we just we gotta get away from all that dude our job is to uh deliver good music and like good environments and alternative vibes that you know a lot of people aren't djs believe it or not i know in 2020 it's about half and half but a lot of people like work at you know crappy day jobs and you know they 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 gotta feed their kids drive them to soccer practice go to the grocery store you know go to marriage counseling go to their crappy nine to five like they get all this whack stuff out of the way and finally when you get home and you get a little sliver of time to yourself like it's your right to uh, kind of decide, like dictate what what you do with your free time that makes you happy. You know, some people they like to read books. Some people like to just burn money at the bar and bang strangers. Like you know, whatever gets you off. Like whatever. But we're supposed we're supposed to be the, like, the conductors. You know what I mean? We're we're like the the guys like riding the train into party town and. People rely on us to show them a good time and help them to forget about 
their the darker side of their lives and so like Bonix like we can't we, we what you're doing you know taking a nonpartisan role for your radio show that's we have to remember to keep that that state of mind because like people don't come they don't come to our Instagram pages to hear us rant about politics they come there to get away from it so we can't like get sucked into the well, I, I was actually, I was actually going to say, if anybody's been following Bonix, you know, for, for, you know, since everything really started to happen, especially with George Floyd, the thing that I've always appreciated, and I, I think I probably shared a lot of the same sentiment that you do, is you just take a very thoughtful approach to everything that you're that you say, and and I think we have come too far in our country, where if the the extreme views are are pulling us apart and they're gonna and and it almost now if you don't take one side at the at the the far end of that if you're somewhere in the middle you're just discard, discarded by both sides i mean you guys are talking about van ash geo you're talking about van ash van ash was getting ripped on twitter for being for like everything he said before of when he was at cpac a year before like people are are just so quick to judge everybody but don't want to be judged themselves and and that's I think where I've just really appreciated the people like Bonix who now let let's we can also go back and say like I also think that like I'm, a lot of the things that people call progressive issues are not actually progressive issues. They should be humanitarian issues for everybody. And unfortunately the one side of the coin is, is dominating so many of, of the narratives and the other side is on the other side of the narrative. But really those equality and and justice for all these should not be political issues. This is common sense that everybody should have. Right. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, I was. Yeah. I was. Gonna I, want to, I want to hear from Dave, just real Let's quick. Bring Dave in on this too. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, like you know, obviously, like fuck hate and fuck racists, and we all know about that exactly. kind of shit. And so, I just think that different people are meant to have different. So it's yo, we got to be vigilant though. We still got to be tough, and we still got to stand up. I just think that different people speak to different people and so it's like army navy air force you know like my audience or my approach is necessary but also something an air attack is necessary so seeing like cosmo baker be fucking going crazy out there and every all the djs are like yo this is happening you know i'm from philly originally so and just pennsylvania as a whole because pittsburgh you know shout out to pittsburgh too they weren't the only one yeah, voting uh you know exactly. so um I just think that uh, I don't know. I it, this is all a work in progress. We got to be vigilant too. So I, you know, neutral is not always. People will disagree with being neutral too. So I see yeah. the vast fucking approach. I just have to make sure that my energy is being spent to help the situation. If we feed each other clean water, then we're going to be healthy and be better for our community. But if we're feeding each other not you know dirty water, you know the analogy. You know what I'm trying to say. We're not going to be a healthy community. And that's why I feel like yes. the Internet's great because we can see be in solidarity and see what people are doing all over. But I also think it could be pulling away from what's happening right next to us in our community. And that's really important. You know, Biden and Trump, I saw some meme. They're not going to, you know, check our groceries out like someone who may or may not like me or agree with with. So I just mm -hmm. try to be mindful. 2021. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I was going to say, I've, I mean, I've talked to Brandon personally uh, off, you know, air social media about stuff, and I definitely appreciate Brandon's 
view and i've even listened to him talk to some callers on his radio show you know about not sowing hate and even if you disagree with people being able to move forward and and you know respect those differences and just not being like f the other side because you don't agree with me uh i don't know if anyone's watched the social dilemma but for anyone that hasn't yeah. watched it, the yep. social dilemma, I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent encourage you to watch it. Uh, first of all, it's going to make you feel like shit every time you log on to social media. <laughs> but facts, we actually but, talked about the social dilemma last week because we did a mental mm-hmm. health episode. So if anybody wants to yeah. tune in past episode, we actually talked about social check that dilemma, out. mental health last week. So check out episode seventeen, part two. But go ahead. But, but on top of that, to go to go forward, you know, when I was in college, my one of my best friends, I'm like kind of very close to to libertarian. I consider myself and one of my absolute best friend. And we both studied politics in college and polit and in college was damn near socialist. So we were just complete opposite sides of the coin and we've had debates and talks all the time and we never argued we never raised our voices we were never like you know f you f this you know we had very civil discussions that we both found very intellectually stimulating about our different views on politics and now it's like you could agree with someone on 99 out of 100 things, and this is kind of going back a little bit to what Chris was talking about, you know, everyone being and a lot of people being somewhere in the middle, you could agree with someone about 99 of 100 things, but if you disagree with them about one thing, they're just going to, to go off on you about it in, in 2020, and I don't think that's a good thing. Uh, one thing the social dilemma addressed was a lot of the differences that have been uh, sowed, the seeds of difference that have been sowed and how much more extremists in their political beliefs, both the right and left have gotten since the advent of social media. And it credits a lot of that to social media. And um, I, I don't I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing to be less tolerant of other people's uh, beliefs. And I also don't think it's a good thing to I think a lot of this extremism comes from fake news, from fake news on both sides. Um, And to me, the point we hit this year where it hit critical mass and I thought it got absurd was over the summer, two things happened and one was on the left and one was on the right. And to me, they both demonstrated the absurdity that our political climate has entered into. And one was Republicans with the anti-mask the anti-masking and the, you know, I felt it became like Democrats were like, okay, well, you know, Democrats, you know, are promoting wearing masks. So we just have to be against it because we have to be opposed on every different subject. We can't all be on the same page about any topic anymore. And so I felt like it was almost a moment where the, the right had to oppose masks just because they wanted to be different than the left. And then I felt like the same there, the flip, I guess, happened with all of the, the child trafficking that became a hot topic this year. Um, not that people on the left, I don't believe support or were, you know, uh, or for child trafficking, but I felt like they didn't want to speak out against it because it was something that Trump was speaking out against so much. And they're like, well, we can't speak out against something that Trump's speaking out about. 
And like, I forget who was said, said it, but someone was saying there are a lot of humanitarian issues that should not be left or right issues that should just be issues. And I think mask, I think wearing masks and child trafficking are both humanitarian issues that we should just be able to all agree with. And I feel like we've entered a stage where we decided that we just have to disagree on everything. And I don't think that's remotely healthy at all. Yeah, the, uh, we, we can cap. Let's cap the issue off here and just and just, you know, that's the type of thing we we will never have true health care for everyone in this country if it is always going to be a political win for one side or a political loss for the other. There so, and, and that's, you know, the people forget that the Obama plan was very much a Bob Dole healthcare plan that was put forward by the Republicans 20 years before that. And once they got the hold of it and took it, so now it's the Republicans are like, we'll never allow this healthcare to go through. Why? Because it doesn't give them the credit. And so then why will they not give us the credit? Because the Republic or the Democrats will always want to take credit for the health care and be like, you have to vote for me for the rest of your life because I gave you health care. So anytime these important issues, all these big humanitarian social issues can be controlled by a party, we're screwed. We're always going to be screwed. The people, we get screwed. They'll keep the lobbyist money will keep going. I mean, we live in DC. We see that we see how the lobbyists flow. And I mean, when I used to be a bike messenger, one of the things you could do back in the day was stand in line. You actually got paid to get up at four in the morning and stand in line in front of Capitol Hill and you would stand there and hold your seat until the lobbyist came and, and took the place of you so he could go into to the hearing. You know, I'm, it's like the money exchange over politics and lawmaking is on a whole nother level than anything we will ever understand as in the DJ world. You think you, yeah. you throw it in the, in the club scene? Shit. Yo, I just want to add, talk to your friends in person. Like, talk to, like check your friends in person first. Like, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's like me thinking about it being mindful because it, it sucks to see, like, people who are friends go at it on Twitter and shit. And, you know? and I, I had a, I had a um, friend of mine, a good friend, Mike Walter, who's a DJ from Jersey, make a comment the other day, which I thought was great. Even if someone's a stranger on social media, he said if – you were at a cocktail party or say you were at a cocktail hour at a wedding or a cocktail hour at a corporate reception and you overheard someone say something. If you wouldn't start a fight with them, like a knockdown drag out argument in public, don't do it on social media. And I thought that was a great way to put it. Hmm, makes yeah, sense. Man. Yeah. Cause you're supposed to translate like that into angry. don't be a keyboard warrior. You got to stay in the same well, way and have the, the same tone now. if you're online or offline. You're, I agree. You're with supposed that to be in your best behavior at, in those environments. And I get how that should be a good mindset to look at it, but some people don't look at it that way. Some people have never been to a cocktail hour right away. <laughs> so they don't even know how to act. You know, they're just fucking wilding out on the internet. And real quick, shout to everybody on the chat that's putting some good questions. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Barack, Marlon, we're going to get to some of these, uh, what you Hello. guys are going to talk about. We're definitely going to talk about the S11. We're going to talk about oh, open faders. Right we're going to definitely um, have... We'll, we'll nerd it out. We'll nerd it out today. Yeah, yeah. so, Gio, why don't we're you... talking about me? DJ stuff? Hey. <laughs> start the next, why don't you start the next... A DJ off? podcast that talks about DJ stuff? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, let's... let's uh, Big shout out to Tito Lagos. For Tito Lagos, us. my homie, my bro. Sounds of Baltimore. Going crew. through the chat right now, seeing who followed us uh, during this whole time. Uh, shout out to On the Cut for following yeah. us. That's on the, the homie as well. 
Matthias Big shout out to DJ Dunsky. Dunsky, <laughs> thanks for following us. All right, so um, let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, let's let's get, let's get the topic changed. Let's well, real, real quick, like a show of hands, just uh, just a quick like uh, rapid fire. Who do, who thinks we'll be back? Will as far as like uh, venues, bars, clubs coming back? Do you think it's going to be summertime? Of 2021? 2021. <laughs> no. I don't I mean, have confidence. Like I mean, I think it depends on a vaccine, but I think it's very realistically 2022. Yeah. Well, some I, of that I stuff do. is back already. You know, yeah, so, like, yeah. some of that stuff is already back. So I think it's just, yeah. a, it depends on how you contextualize it. So if you're talking about. Depending on the be, states. Depending on the states. I know. Yeah, what, well, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's still, I think every state is going to have some version of what we have kind of now where there's might be restrictions in terms of timing. Like, how are you kind of dying? Does it have to be open air? Does it have to be this? Does it have to be that? But I think you're going to see a, a, a national policy more than anything. A national policy for a little bit and then allowing states to kind of piggyback off of that. But I, I think I think by the time we get to the summer, it has been a long, you know, pandemic. And, and people are stir crazy. This stuff, stuff can only go but so far. So to have, like, everything completely locked down in the summer is kind of like, really, really hard to see for me. Let me just say, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, if you're in favor of it or not, but of all the COVID restrictions, and I agree with a lot of them, I do not understand whether it's bars, restaurants, grocery stores, Walmart. I do not understand this whole close, things close at, you know, 9 p.m. or things close at 11 p.m. stuff. Like, I, I, I cannot make any sense of it whatsoever. And the only sense I could make of the, of maybe of the bar thing was they're like, well, people are going to get drunker by 2 a.m. and they're going to be, you know, not remembering COVID restrictions. In the past two weeks, we are open. We have bars open to 11. I've seen people falling over. I saw a dude <laughs> fall into a fire pit last week. So don't tell me that people can't get any more drunk by 11 o'clock than they can get by 2 a.m. That's, 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 that's why Montgomery County in Maryland, they I think over the weekend, they decided to have a strict 10 o'clock cutoff alcohol. Yep. Doesn't yep. matter. They're still going to drink more. Oh, 10 o'clock. I'm yeah. tripling down. I mean, yeah. 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 They're, and they're, or they're just going to start drinking earlier. It's not going to change. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it changes anything. I mean, and, and it also, the other, my other rant, and I don't know if you guys are um, doing this, if any of your cities where you are uh, have this, but in PA, in the summer, they let people put tents outside. So they're doing tents uh, for restaurants so people can have outdoor dining. Well, now that, fall, now that November's hitting and it's cold outside, what they're doing is people are putting sides on the tents, like four sides on the tents. And I'm like, well, now isn't you're the whole tent in, indoor? Yeah, it's indoors. indoors now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Indoor, and, outdoors. And, and actually, when you're in real indoors, you have an air conditioner with a, or a heater with a HEPA filter filtering the air. When Typically. you're in a tent with sides, you're just breathing the same air that everyone else is breathing. But the state's letting all these places do it and put these sides on the tent. And I'm like, what, what good is it doing? I, I just, I, I agree with a lot of the restrictions, but there are some to me that just don't make any sense. Like walking in with a mask, but everyone else doesn't have a mask on until you sit down and then you don't like it. Everyone's breathing the same damn one. air. Like it, it makes no, this whole bass shit, dude, it makes no sense at all. Like everyone in the restaurant can breathe on me as I walk past them, but I have to cover my face. Like <laughs> it makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> 
And I work at the the couple, I've worked at a couple weddings and bars where all the servers, once the place opens, wear masks, but the whole time they're setting up, they don't wear masks. So then, I mean, they're breathing on everything while they're setting up. Like clean silverware is not clean anymore. Right. Wait, wait, wait. I think a lot of what we're talking about this interesting <laughs> is, is just the differences that we're having statewide. So like Dave mentioned that about the workers at a wedding. Every wedding I've worked in, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, every single person in staff has been masked up the entire time. Like the entire time. So it, it's it, I think that's what you're going to see more so with this new administration is some type of national policy, policy on yeah. how to kind of g- govern um stuff in terms like of the police should have the nice, standard you know. standard that yeah. everybody has yeah. to operate on you know well done. yeah well done well i mean the the standard in our area is that these people should be wearing the mask while they're setting up but nobody's there to please i mean i mean there are people that are checking on venues once they're open to make sure they're following capacity rules and and the amount of tables and people sitting down and not having dance floors but there aren't people which I wouldn't expect checking on a venue when it's not even open yet. So you actually are supposed to be wearing a mask while you're setting the venue up. That is the rule in Pennsylvania, but nobody's observing it. And there aren't going to be any sort of law enforcement officials going into the venue before it opens to check on it. And that's where it gets, you're relying on people, I guess, you know, to, to follow that rule on their own in that situation. Yeah. Like, have you been out out in, um, around your way i know you're in texas so oh yeah we're like 75 percent. have you been going out yourself or like you've been avoiding it or like no i've I've already had covid so i ain't scared of shit like let's go like (laughs) there's there's nothing been proven that you can get it twice i'm good friends with the anesthesiologist she's in this the the icr every day and yeah so like i'm there's there's nothing stating that you can ever get it twice so i've done been there done that hold on real quick i I did hear that there was a couple i think two cases they said if somebody had contracted it two times yeah one kind of been pneumonia who knows i it's, mean yeah anything's possible i'm not a doctor i'm just saying what i heard nah, for sure who knew something how was that recovery for you man i mean you know uh, it affects everyone differently the biggest thing was two weeks no smell or taste and it has kind of affected some of my smells and like my nerves haven't been rebuilt yet for that but like mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's been a, other than that like it took me down for about a day and a half i slept for like 20 hours straight and then like I rewrap my studio panels in the green screen and basically like I'd wrap a panel. I'd be fatigued or like my, when my girl had it, she'd literally vacuum the house and be like done for the rest of the day. Cause it just drained her. I bet you still smell great, but don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I can't smell. So. <laughs> you've, been yes, out you there, like, you've been out and about and seeing the night life scene. Out yeah. There, I just you know. did a show Saturday with uh, Porky's how's, and how's it out there? Is it is it wide open? Is it like you know? Uh, we're like not a- we're not Florida. Florida is one hundred percent no bucks given. Like they are wilding okay. down in Florida, but we're still yeah. somewhat you know like you got the fire marshal walking around you know controlling capacity and things like that, making sure staff have masks and whatnot. But yeah, I mean we're pretty much we're back to seventy five percent. But you know I mean, what? Um, you know since we're really into this uh, conversation right now, we probably should. Has anybody traveled? In this panel, not yet, not yet, uh, right? Yes, I just got back from Mexico. Onyx, have yeah. you? <laughs> I travel. I, I went to Mexico and uh, I went to Philly a couple times. Yeah, Bonix and I just got Jersey back. From we, we probably should bring Zoe in because he's the one that got quarantined for two weeks in the hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Um. So again, you know, we we can only keep ten people in here. So throw that. We're gonna have to uh, kick you out. 
That's why I don't like you guys that much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang out, I'm jealous. Hang out on the Twitch. We're, we're going to bring in like say, okay? We're going to bring in Zoe and Remedy. So throw down and premonition. Well, we're going to have to kick you guys out. Just stay on the Twitch chat. Hang in the chat. We'll bring you back in later. We're going to need we're gonna bring you guys back later. We should do this Survivor style and actually vote <laughs> off to two DJs. Yo, it's live. Who should we get rid of first, Chat. All right, have a moderator run the ball and go. Start the tribal council right now. What, what is what's the, what's the ESPN show where where they like they're giving their opinion or around the horn, around, yeah, the, around the horn. The horn All right. get I'm getting I'm getting the the signal now that somebody's trying to enter the studio. So throw down. I'm gonna. We're gonna remove you from the stream, and premonition. We're gonna remove you. So just hang back uh, on Twitch, and we'll get you guys back later. Just strong I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, shouts to everybody out there checking us live. DJ Umami, I see you, my man. DJ PM. So throw down, throw DJ down. If you're here, throw down. If you're hearing me, I can still see you in backstage. You gotta, you gotta leave the studio. So Umami was actually. I don't want to kick you out. <laughs> What's that? Umami was what? She was in Mexico with us too, and Caper. Hey. hey. Okay, Shots we got Zoe. Whoa. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah. Remedy. Good morning. Remedy's trying to get in, but like, uh, yo, throw down. I can still see you in backstage. <laughs> yo, X out the window, fam. <laughs> you, need, you need to leave the actual studio. <laughs> red button. Hit the big red X. There's a button in the middle of the screen. There we go. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back with them shoes on. He, he definitely ain't coming back now. So rem remedy. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's funny. While we wait for remedy, uh, let's go through this chat again. Uh, I saw some people just followed us uh, recently. We got yo shout out to DJ Husky for following us on the stream. Yeah, yeah. What Who else is on the stream right now? We got. I think John, it's John Mad Mad. Oh, P PM's back. PM, what's up? What's up, PM? My man, Mr. Midnight. Happy birthday, DJ yeah, Umami, though. Big shout out. Hey. Oh, hey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, Umami. On Wednesday. Hey, oh, that's, that's, that's remedy. Nine, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> 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 cut. What up, C Plus? Thanks for following us, man. Uh, for Halloween at the at the uh, Remedy household right now. No, I'm, not, I'm on a new diet, bro. Is that is that a, is that a is that a COVID side effect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what up, yo? What up, yo? So yeah, we got we got we got Zoe, we got Remedy. Zoe screaming straight from South Korea right now. What's up, Internet? What's up, Good world? morning. Good What's morning. Nice? Yeah, I'm over here. Good Internet over there. The <laughs> Ooh, the man, the That's a dope green screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice green screen, though. Nice zoom background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, 12 noon, you know, just woke up. I had one of those crazy nights where I stayed out till the sun came up drinking. <laughs> what time is it there right now? It's 12 noon right now. 12 noon. So, what time do you go to sleep? <laughs> I went to bed last night at like 6 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of hurting earlier, but I feel a little better now. I drank some I got water. like four hours of sleep. You feel like me now? <laughs> you can do this, champ. Yeah. <laughs> Morty, come to but the yeah, garage, I'm Morty. <laughs> I'm a pickle. <laughs> pickle Rick. But yeah, man, let's talk about, like, you know, we're talking about COVID stuff. And uh, and then basically, I mean, other than Bonix, you're the one that traveled outside. 
you know. Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I've, been here for, I've been here for three months and I forgot about COVID, man. Everything is like kind of open over here. Asia did like a really, really good job. Yeah. There's certain things that you can never probably do in America. Like, you know, you have to have your QR code when you go everywhere. Yeah, like, like, like the trace. Yeah, they um, trade and like they take yep. your temperature everywhere. I heard they were blowing up bridges to isolate cities and shit. Like the tanks uh, hitting shit. bridges to isolate know. cities to maybe in China. I'm not too that, sure. That's probably yeah. China, man. All, all my <laughs> homies, all my homies in Thailand. I'm watching their stories and everybody's out clubbing. Everybody's DJing. Like yep. shout out to Ono yeah. and Buddha, Bangkok yeah, Invaders. Yeah. It. Shout out to to the Bangkok Invaders, BKK to USA, baby. Yep, yep. Um. But it's pretty awesome, man. Like I said yesterday, I was like, I went to like four spots, drinking with homies. I mean, everyone still wears the mask, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I f- kind of forgot about COVID to be honest. It's like, I, I was looking the other day. I was supposed to go home maybe five weeks ago, and then I looked at the COVID numbers in America, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna go home. I'm just gonna stay a little longer. But, so why are you why are you over there right now? Like you just 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 hanging out with the homies and just doing some shows out there? Or? I'm escaping COVID, bro. <laughs> <laughs> escaping. That's all. That's the uh, that's yeah, real bailout I'm, plan. I'm DJing and uh, doing some. I had an, a business opportunity early in September, and then uh, that kind of finished, and I just decided to stay out here and DJ. Um, yeah, I'm going to Vietnam on Friday too, actually. So. Throw me on the list, bro. I'll be out there. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, plus ten. It's it's been dope. I mean, like you were talking about, the quarantine really sucked. I had to when I landed, it was pretty crazy. I had to like get shuttled to a hotel, like a government hotel, and then like they, they give you that nose that tests up the nose, which fucking sucks. And then you're just in that room for 14 days. You yeah, you can't <laughs> leave. You can't order food. Like, what do you, you know, eat? So do they, they stock keep, the yeah. room with food? They bring, they they, they drop off them, yeah they drop off like jail. Uh, their meal service three times a day which is at 6 30 a.m 12 That's noon crazy. and then 6 p.m uh-huh. and um they leave it outside your door and then like it's kind of like hunger games-esque like a announcement Jeez. goes off of like five different languages and it's like your food is outside your door the door will unlock you know right now make sure you grab it don't don't step outside the door because the door will lock if you get stepped out if you step outside you won't be able to get back in so you have like a window of like five minutes to like open get your food and then at the end of the day you put all your waste into a biohazard bag and you like spray hand sanitizer in it and then you tie it up and then you put it back outside your door wow that's so crazy all that makes sense but in america you're gonna, you're not gonna get people to nah. go that extra mile. Motherfuckers out here, you got you got people who don't even give well, a that, shit for recycling. <laughs> They're like, "What the fuck is recycling?" You're like, "Oh my god!" Let's start rioting on the lobby, man. Shit. <laughs> and the the food was fucking whack. It was like cold as shit every time, and there's no microwave or anything. So I tried everything to heat it up. I put a fucking hair dryer <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like, that shit was funny, bro. Yeah, and I, I, you know, Toasty. but. It, and that's the price I had to pay to, like, I guess, resume no, a normal. No, or anything either. Like, no kitchen set or anything. It's just a. They had like a hot room. water kettle, so like, <laughs> you could. I, I guess I could have like sous vide the food in the sink if I wanted to. <laughs> 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 Reuse the <Yeah>. same bag. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, but you know, I just had to deal with that for two weeks, and then I've just been like resuming normal life. I watched Tenet in the theater like a couple of weeks ago. I went bowling with the homies. Wow. You know, been DJing on the weekends. Yeah. It's been I watched the night live streams like, in the very uh, beginning of the lockdown, and I was just like, man, that must be boring. Oh yeah, I brought this little like Hercules thing to live stream in the hotel room, and I was like going out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was yeah. a cool <laughs> live stream setup, though. That was pretty no. dope setup. No, has the nightlife been? What's nightlife like out there now? Like it's popping. You've been out there. It's popping. Asia is yeah. popping, bro. You it's, you've seen it before. Went before pre-COVID, and you've seen it now. Like, is it? Um, right I would say that up? like it's not as popping as it was before COVID, but people are definitely like partying, and um, shit is packed. You know, Halloween you, was fucking insane. Are you guys allowed to have dance floors there? What's that? Are you guys allowed to have dance floors there? Like yeah. people dancing? Yeah, it's not like uh, uh, Tokyo where you know it's a little different sometimes with the dance floors. But yeah, there's like there's an area called Kangnam here, which is like you remember that Psy song like Kangnam style. Mm -hmm. That's like yeah. you know the popping area of Seoul, Korea, and I, I DJ there on Saturday. And yeah, my 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 slot was from three to four a.m. I was like, oh shit, this is pretty late. That club stayed open until eleven a.m. and they had different DJs every hour until eleven a.m. And it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, and it's open like that seven days a week. So it's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, you know what? I was going to say one crazy thing. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I've, I've had a, you know, a few gigs in uh, like our casino here. I, they st stopped serving alcohol at 11, but I still play till 1 a.m. And I can say after being in so long and getting like seven, eight hours of sleep a night for six months, I'm so out of shape for being up till like two, three a.m. Like I used to be <laughs> every night, and now I just—it's hard to hang anymore. No, I feel you. Um, yeah, I wasn't drinking. Will like, age you, bro. Quarantine will age yeah. you. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like. I wasn't drinking since March until like September because I just wasn't DJing, and I, I don't like to drink like unless I'm DJing. Same, then, same here. Same. I, I drink more same when here. I'm DJing than when I'm yeah when I'm at home. Yeah. But I I've only drink when I'm DJing, really. Drinking a lot. <laughs> I only drink whenever I'm with you guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> taking shot the bottle next to him. By the way, shout out to The Rock with his Terramana tequila. <laughs> hey, shout out to our sponsor. Uh, yeah. Yo, but but yeah, that's dope, man. But what's up, Ram? Good good to see you in here too, man. Congratulations on placing top three in the DMC US finals this year, bro. Yeah, yeah give it Ooh, up. Long time up, coming, man. man. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, man. Respect to you, brother. I remember, uh, you know, I remember meeting you, and that's just the goal for all of us. So. Yeah. You have your own scratch named after you now, man. That's great. Yeah, yeah that, well, juggle, that, excuse me, a juggle. It's, kind, it's a com kind of a combination, but what's yeah. The, <laughs> what's the official name, though? I've heard people throw names out, but what's the official name of that technique? Well, I, I just started calling it a one-handed chirp because at first it was just a scratch. You know, I just started right. calling it one-handed chirp. And then I turned it into a juggle, too. I'm like, it's a one-handed chirp juggle. And, you know. I, I think everybody's going to, you know, because, like, uh, you know, like, we've seen Tony Vegas done, you know, something like that before. But what you did was you incorporated with a juggle. I think with the juggle is what the, the quote-unquote, the remedy is you well, know it's also it's which was like really cool. dope it's 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 all it's different than what tony vegas is doing too because he's doing you know i've been breaking it down he's he's mm -hmm. doing fading 
he's fading on one side. He's transforming the other side. He's not doing a chirp. He's not doing, and he's also using his pinky. Like you have like way less control. Like Wait, it's it's I a totally different cut than what I'm doing right like, now. I, I haven't seen anyone else do it yet, but I hope someone else. Oh, so you you have been getting some hate mail like that. I I, I mean I mean I, I expect <laughs> wow. it. I've been, I've been keeping it under you know under under wraps for a couple of years. Besides in live battles, but um. Yeah, no, there's been some people like, oh, yeah, Tony Vegas, whoever else. Like, I'm Shout out to Tony like, Vegas. <laughs> Whatever, that's cool. He's he's ridiculous, <laughs> but that's not where I came up with it. I, I just thought of it. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't see it somewhere, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that now. Like, I, that wasn't it. I, I was yeah. just trying to think outside the box. and Right, and this is what I tell it. people. I think when you set – when you're practicing and you set yourself a couple fundamental goals, think outside the box, do what feels right, do you and whatever that's when you come up with these things it's never really like a, a super drawn out thing a lot of times it might be in your dreams like thoughts that are getting pieced together but like usually it's kind of like a mindset where you put yourself in when you're practicing you know yep to lead you to those things Did you sleep you know? with your fingers taped together for like six weeks like this to gain <laughs> the separation man um, let me tell you man like i i really can do like different things with my hands than i could two years ago yeah, I like, bet. I can go straight down. Like I can go flat. Like this, this doesn't even hurt. You know what I mean? Like I can do like oh, a. That looks crazy. It doesn't even hurt anymore. Like it, it used to hurt bad. I've just been doing it so much. It's it's just what the, I've like, what the modified what my body at this point. It's kind of crazy. Whoa, dude! Contortionist <laughs> of the hands. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it on this side, but I can do it on the but, right. But in case own. in case people don't know what we're talking about, basically you have your your thumb and your your middle uh, pointer finger on the on the right side. I guess your you yeah. use your right hand. So on the right channel fader, and then you have like both your pinky and your uh, ring finger on the on the vinyl. There you go, and you're basically doing is. a one-handed chirp. Right. Can you can we zoom in on that so people can see up close? And then we get the <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do, do that again. Do that again. I'll spotlight your video. This got a free hand. Can you see it? There we go. There we there go. We go. Whoa. That's crazy. Uh, Super chirpy, bro. And it's still clean, though. Hey. God. One-handed chirps. Bro. It's a little different. It's dope, and then you, you incorporate that into a juggle. What's, what's yeah, yeah. Just, just on, the, on, the under, on the other side. Yeah. yeah, I just started bringing back the other side just with one hand. Um, what, I, what I like about it is, like, you know, it can be done – it's been possible since the '90s. It's been possible since the Vestax 07, since the Rain 56. It's been it's possible on on vinyl, but to, at least as far as I've seen, I haven't seen anyone else do it. So like, I don't know about these little sausages. They, I don't think they can reach. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm sitting in front of my uh, mixer right now. I don't think my hands I'm, I'm are big enough. It up, and I don't think it's gonna reach. I feel like my hands could reach, but I'm not that dexterous yet. Yo, but let's talk about someone who probably has at least regular sized man hands. Like Zoe has always been the illest dude to to just destroy cuts on a controller, bro. And watching you cut on that Hercules thing too on your live stream, I was like, dude, I played with that thing. Like I can't. I did. Like the size of a half dollar. I couldn't believe you were getting those clicks in there, bro. Thanks, bro. I put like a, a half dollar nipple knob on there. Did so you? Why? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Alert. There you go, guys. You heard it here. You got we. Nice, nice. You know, when it comes to this stuff, we're always uh, 
figuring out some new stuff, whether it's like but we have down. we have Rodmini on. We're gonna actually speak on <laughs> about the DMC because DMC World Elimination sets came out this past Sunday. Uh, we're also gonna talk about Red Bull Three Style, um, but we're gonna talk about that later. So let's go. Ha- let's go on to the next segment. Um, we got everybody in here. Uh, I think I, I guess I guess most of us uh, uh, use Twitch a lot. So we're yeah, going to talk yeah. about Twitch. So, Sean, if you want to lead that conversation, go ahead. All right. So there's been a whole lot of conversation about what's happening in the, the, the world of the DMCA claims with Twitch right now. So just amongst our panel, everybody we got on here, who is currently or has up to this point been live streaming? I'm actually partnering with One, Twitch. two, three. I mean, both. I'm I'm taking a break. I have, but I have not been on Twitch. I've been doing it on uh, Mixcloud. I did my second live stream too, this past Thursday. There we go. Geo's in number two. We got a mix cloud. There you go. So the conversation conversation with Twitch right now is that because the DMCA flag email started showing up to people's inboxes, everybody was worried that, all right, this is the end. And I remember Digital Dave, you were talking about this months ago, and I I saw a conversation on Facebook with you and a bunch of other DJs saying that's the reason Mixcloud makes the most sense because they already had the licensing out of the way. However, there's been a lot of conversations and meetings, of course, that we are not uh, privy to between Amazon and the major record labels that hold these rights because Amazon has been building its own streaming service for a while. So there's a lot of people who are better connected because they own record labels or have these different agreements within uh, major, major record labels and those platforms conversations are they are a part of one that i've been using as a resource is this dude alpha gaming on uh, youtube and twitch and the guy's his real name is harris heller he started this thing called stream beats and kind of broke out broke down the whole thing so what's actually happening on twitch is because twitch is rolling out this streaming service to compete with spotify apple music all the things there's going to be a library of music that you're allowed to use however we don't know what's in that library compared to the other services. So you're going to start getting more and more of these emails, but really nothing has actually changed because what it is okay. the payout, if somebody's on a live stream, let's say Remedies goes live for the first time or whatever, and he's got 500 viewers. Instead of Spotify paying a royalty for the music that he's playing, like five pennies to that artist, that five pennies would now be split for 500 additional people on top of whatever they would pay for just remedy and there's no way to do that fairly so there's probably going to be a shift between different tiers let's say like a streamer tier of uh, amazon music and then like the user tier is likely what's going to happen down the road but we don't know when we don't know what it's going to look like um but has anybody gotten those emails about dmca uh flags to their own inbox i haven't noticed nothing but the hack is dig deeper in the crates don't yes. play the fucking same 10 songs you hear on the radio. Dig deep in the crates. There's so many versions of the fucking song that you love if you take the time to dig. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I still have streams up that have not been flagged for one song. And it's a four-hour fucking stream. Like, just dig deep, people. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Wide open lane to do whatever you want. And, like, Inferno, yeah. you've been doing your, your live remix project for the 2020. Well, it's LRPX? Or correct me if I'm, if I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> There's an X there now? Yeah, man. I, I actually, man, I, I stopped for a long time, man. I, I, I get this kind of uh, mode of wanting to, like, you know how, like, some people like um, like fixing up cars? You know, like, yeah. they just also yeah. like, go out, they wash the car, 
do something with the car, put something in it, stuff like That's that. Crazy. That's crazy. Like, mirror, man. <laughs> like, like constantly one little, like, like, and it, it, it never feels <laughs> like it's like ready. And, and they park at the other park end, end, other end, end park all the way at the farthest end of the lot so no one gets near it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's coming though, man. It's coming. I, I actually had to, I had to revamp a lot of things and now my, my, uh, well, you can see it over there, can't you? That computer mm -hmm. is back to life, man. I, I, I don't nice. know if tell a lot of you guys this, but like that, there's my Mac, like it died. Like I'm talking about it died. It, it was, I I don't know how, but it's alive. Like it, it was literally dead. Like took the guts out, put it back in, new guts, old guts, all sorts of different combinations. It wouldn't turn back on. Frankenstein. One more time, turn back on. So now I got that. I have a PC now. That's why I got this. You never turn PC. it off. I'm actually on yeah. the PC right now, man. So oh, that, I was like, PC oh, wait. now, nice. Yeah, no, that's why I like the graphics look good because it's like PC's yeah. built for streaming. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. I'm, talking I'm using about, I'm on I'm I'm using a PC to stream with. Yeah, you have to. Like, you have to separate the CPU yeah. from the GPU for streaming. Like the max. But in particular, yeah. I was talking. You know, I'm talking to hey Geo and and Stylus Chris and, and as one probably appreciate this. You guys remember Phrase? <laughs> Johnny Phrase, yeah, Phrase. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's a big gamer right now, like uh... huge gamer, right? So like he's yeah. like really? that I go, to, hey man, what, what do we? What tell me about like Windows? Like like I've been on Mac for like seventeen years. I'm like, tell me about how this works. He's like, well, he's like, so I'd show him some street like some recordings of my stream. He's like, he's like, you're on Mac, aren't you? I go, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, using two Macs. I go, yeah, I'm using two Macs, and the one that I'm streaming on has like a two gig dedicated GP, which for a Mac. For a MacBook Pro right. at the time that right. it came out, a two gig dedicated GPU was really good. Like this came out in 2014, and it, I've been able to like do all sorts of stuff with it. But then, like that's the thing I would stream with, and I would be on the iMac running all my music stuff. He's like, man, he's like, you, if you really want your your um your your not just your anything graphics related, like I was I'm talking about like I do video editing for like my for my business, you know what I mean? Like for my mm -hmm. uh, my school, like I need something more powerful but it's so slow on on the mac i love mac but after trying this out on this thing this this computer is like a thousand bucks and it's like yeah, yeah. Check <laughs> and that's the other thing pcs like, are so affordable it's oh, so yeah. it, and if you check the specs out, it's like i'm talking about it's this you would pay about 2800 for an iMac that is in the same mm -hmm. comparable for of yeah. the specs I mean, like, that's yep, crazy gig, the uh readable and it's like I'm like, I get it now. I know, I see why they do it. I hate the operating system. You know what I mean? I've had to get used right. to it. And then for a while, right. I thought that this is all I had because that thing died, but then that came back to life. So now I got like my boat. So like, that's going to run like, you'll see. Party there. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to stream again, but I, I've, I've really been. I've the, been uh, the only hack for Mac users out there to streaming, Ecamm. It's the smoothest one that doesn't give you glitches. The only thing you're going to really? lose is like all the widgets. <laughs> so like using Streamlabs or using OBS to where you can get the widgets and stuff for Twitch. For those using Twitch, you're going to lose all that. But the quality of the stream, I can still stream 1080 on a 2013 MacBook Pro, and it's no hiccups, no nothing. Oh, nice. Solely just solely just streaming, and that was with, of course, Ethernet directly plugged in. Everyone That's not what you're doing Ethernet. now, though, right? Oh no, EV! I actually picked up a sponsorship. EVGA laced me up with a supercomputer over here. The hey, graphics card hey. alone is fucking hey, 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 <laughs> We're good. Shout that, out EVGA. That's where that partner money uh, comes in. Uh, you know, <laughs> try to push them subs. Uh, you know, that's just streaming my ass off, and my girl's like, "Why are you always up so fucking late?" Well, I'm trying to pay <laughs> the bills. 
I always see Buck on there. I always see like certain DJs on there, and it's like I have not yet embraced it in the same way that you guys have. And I can see why. I'm starting to see why you guys like why why you would go this route. It's like, man, you spend a lot of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of time going live all like all the time, and it's like, you know, for me personally, it's a little different because I have I have to worry about. Um, my business, like I have my business, right? I have my, 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 my school, right? So Shots I've been the mixed major, mixed major, right? So that's what I've been focusing on. But now that I see like, especially months down the road, right? I see like where Buck is at, where like other DJs are. I'm like, Oh, I get it. Like, like, it, and I didn't, I never did the math. Like I, like I started researching the math and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. So you can make, you can make that much money off of like, oh, yeah. you know, I off heard, a stream. Uh... I heard Artelan, this is just rumors, but supposedly he landed a deal with Twitch to where they'll pay him two fifty an hour and he can stream up to sixty hours a month. Wow. That's nice. almost that's almost fifteen K a month just streaming. Hmm. Like, Artelan? Artelan, yeah. He, he's a house producer. That's hmm. crazy. Hmm. So like Dirty Bird and uh Desert Hearts, he does a lot of stuff with them. But yeah, two fifty an hour, sixty hours a month. Streaming. Wow. Man. That's, yeah. More than what I'm making at club. Yeah, <laughs> Listen in the future. Yeah, man. I was gonna say. So like, are you gonna, you know, like when everything opens up, it almost seems like if you can get your um your following up to a certain point, you know, would not you only that, and like like I said on the previous like, times on here, like you can also build a fan base over the world that you never used to have because like with me and the bizarre hours that I do, I'm always on like UK time and shit like that. So now once we do get into the to the position to actually traveling in, now I got people all over the world that I never had because I took the chance on, you know, streaming and building a fan base that I never had. And yeah, I think it's great. Dave, I wanted to uh, figure out where you are with streaming on Mixcloud as opposed to uh, being starting on Twitch and like trying to abandon ship like some people have done. How's it been for you doing the uh, yeah, Mixcloud exclusive thing? So, I mean, the biggest frustration, and I've been doing it, my shows through through Club Killers, actually, through their Mixcloud account. And I think the biggest frustration, I would say, for me with Mixcloud is the uh, in the room, you it, it tabulates when users come in and you can see how many views you have. But and and there's the chat, but it never shows, and it's still I I think it's still in beta. I want to say, or I mean, I know that we've talked to the ownership of Mixcloud, and they're constantly working on updates and improvements. But right now, you can't see how many viewers you have at a specific time. So you know you've had t this many people enter the room, but you don't know there's 25 here right now or there's 100 here right now. And that obviously I think is is frustrating from an analysis standpoint and also you know how long you're going to stay on watching it. Um, I know some people that are streaming the Twitch and Mixcloud simultaneously, which is probably not a bad idea. Um, my biggest concern, and I voiced this several times on social media about Twitch, is that, you know, the, the whole DCMA thing would, you know, that that hammer would finally come down. Um, obviously, the only way it's not coming down is if money is spent to make it legal. But seeing how much of a dog uh, with a bone RIA was with with both Instagram, Facebook, and also the record pools, which, you know, have just been getting beaten to death over the past two years. I just seems like very much to me, the industry being a dog with a bone right now over, over everything, you know, legal, legal wise with streaming, with record pools. And so unless Twitch, I mean, Twitch has become so well known now for DJ streaming 
you know, and I know there there's word that they're starting to take steps, but you know, unless they can make it completely legal, you know, I don't think Mixcloud's near as good in the short game, probably not even half as good in the short game. And I guess my potential opinion, but I don't even know this for certain anymore, is that, you know, using Mixcloud is maybe playing the long game and seeing, you know, if Twitch doesn't last uh, from a legal standpoint, but mm. it, it might. Yeah, they're all they're all acting like a bunch of donkeys, man. Twitch <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is, uh, is actually like the number one website in the world. Stream that's wow. Like, wow. More than yeah. Netflix, even. More than Netflix, believe it or not. Really? Like, yeah, no, right. Twitch... Twitch is crushing the game when it comes to Twitch. However, are you able to monetize on Mixcloud? That's the only like platform I haven't switched over to. Like, are, is there a way for you to make money as an artist, as a, like as a DJ on Mixcloud? Other than I mean, there is, not, no, I, I mean, so right now, I don't know if they rolled this out yet. What they are are rolling out, whether it's rolled out yet or not, I don't know. Is that they're uh, setting up basically where you'd be allowed to have a show and, in essence, charge admission. So like a ticketed show, or in this case, a ticketed stream where you could say, okay, you pay $2.99 or pay $4.99 and we're putting on this show for two hours or for four hours or what, whatever, and you can get in and do this stream. And that might come into play more as, as something that might be great if you can put together almost like, you know, a mini festival type thing with multiple DJs or multiple artists, especially in the, you know, dance music world. But um, that would be the internal way that they're going to at least allow monetization. I don't know if that's, we haven't done it yet. Um, cause I think right now we're just trying to push as much as we can to just get people and, and get viewers and build our live audience. We have a huge, uh, following on our mixed cloud. Um, I wonder you know, why only time I've seen y'all on the mixed cloud is when you had strippers on the couch. <laughs> 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 Jay, Jay Valentino. Uh, yeah. yeah. They were wilding out, yo. Yeah. So yeah, we had we had Jay Valentino on a Thursday night uh with strippers on the couch. But we've we've had about a show. I think we have a show, one show every day. So most of them are uh the the thing is some of them and I don't I don't know about the timing. I mean, I do mine in the evening. I do a Tuesday night show at eight thirty Eastern time, and then I do a uh Sunday morning uh, like kind of soul Sunday show on at 11 a.m. Eastern time. But then I know a lot of the guys that are on the West Coast are doing shows that I'm not even sure when they're when they're streaming on the West Coast, but some of them are kind of like on the earlier side, Eastern time. Um, and it must be just straight afternoon out there because uh, they're they're ahead of us. But uh, time wise, but it's just I don't I don't know. I, I you know, it, but we have had a regular schedule. So we've definitely had, you know, for two and a half months now, we've had these shows that are on the same time every Tuesday, every Monday, every, you know, Earwax was on on Mondays. He was on tonight. Um, but yeah, it's all me wax. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I, I don't I don't think right now it is near. I don't think it can touch Twitch right now as far as uh, being successful with the use of it. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, Twitch might get better. They might work out the legalities and things might even get better for Twitch or Twitch might just say it's not financially worth it for us to work out the musical legalities and nah, they might no just way. shut these. I mean, look at, look at, you know, I mean, look at Instagram and Facebook. I mean, they, 
they just went with shutting all the DJs out. Unless you know how to dig. Well, well. Also, there's the there's so many more monetization elements put into Twitch that Instagram and Facebook don't have. All Instagram and Facebook have is, hey, put some money in my Cash App, my Venmo. With with all the subscriptions and the bits, there there there's already uh, money that they could just start flipping into the artist. If you're on, if you're using Amazon Prime, that's at some point it's it's not much different than Spotify or Apple Music and streaming the songs. So even if if you were playing the same twenty songs that are on the radio, then as long as that stream allocation money is going to where you're the artist you're playing, that's what they really need to figure out. That's it's the important like, part. Distribute. They just need to make the subscription in. based for the DJ. Like we pay our fee to give us the rights to fucking stream what we want to stream like you can do it as a tier level or whatever but just let us pay fucking as a dj i'm a dj let me pay my tier boom let me stream shut the hell up <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't understand like they're just being too greedy at this point like yeah, i mean even with instagram and facebook i felt like that there would be a market for them to work out something with the labels where they could say hey if you're a dj pay us Twenty nineteen ninety nine a month. The label gets half of it. We're going to take half of it, or however you want to split it up. But I feel like, especially in the COVID era, maybe not before COVID, but I feel like in the COVID era, DJs would have happily paid Facebook or Instagram to be able to stream live, paid a monthly fee. So I felt feel like there is the potential for monetization here. And if you look at how little money artists get from spotify streams it's not like there needs to be i feel like a ton of money on the table because the artists are getting really shit on on spotify but you know yet you know every other platform you know facebook and instagram just have gotten shut shut out and you know we'll see where twitch goes from here bonix have you heard any conversations about uh going into the radio station and having more of a presence on the live streaming tip with the visual element, not just with the audio side that you're used to doing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm literally figuring that out now. Um, because the one important aspect about radio is that, uh, it has like a, uh, man, I always can't find the right word for it, but it has like a signal that, um, that when people are, uh, recording ratings, like they're wearing like a pager type joint, um, there's a signal in the music that it, that's sending out. So uh, I have to make sure the feed is sending that out so it's not like competing against, hey, this person could watch the stream and we're not going to get credit for it versus, you know, when they're just listening at home. So I'm new. Buck is actually helping me uh, and a few other people. Uh, so follow me because I'm just figuring this shit out. But, you know, um, radio keeps me busy, but I think I need to just start exploring that um, Twitch because... Uh, it's time, I, you know. I I don't want to say I avoided it. I just now am feeling inspired too. So, well, I think last time we were talking with you too, it's like you were doing plenty of DJing. It wasn't. Yeah. A lot of us were pivoting and going to Twitch because that was our only outlet to actually connect and play records and feel good. Like mentally, I don't care. I just need to play records. I need to play music in a way that makes me feel normal. And you were getting to do that to a degree. But- People are making really, like, pretty good money streaming is what I'm, like, figuring out. I mean, that, I'm not mad like, at it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> it's like if I'm coming for you guys, watch. 
<laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, I think I think my first problem is though I don't really the whole ske- everyone asks me about scheduling. I don't really have in my mind. I heck I could put a schedule when I'll go, but for me, it's like I, if I don't feel like playing something the same thing every week, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just if I feel like playing whatever, I'm just gonna do it. So that's why I call that's, it. Hot that's how I was. There's a lot of DJs that built their following real fast, actually sticking to a schedule, and I yeah. was never, I was never really the yeah. one to do so. Like I was just, ah, oh, fuck it, let's stream. Like, but you have over. to, you have to stick to a schedule because, like, because you know, no, I mean, not the schedule. I mean, like a, a like a, like a theme. But That's no, no, like, it, oh it, yeah, no, I can't do that theme shit. But it's like, it's like at, at the end of the day, to the, the requirements to become a partner, you know, you have My to have. Is me. Well, you just have to meet the criteria for hours meet and the cr- followers. Meet the criteria for all like of that. that. So yeah. that, but, but it looks like you have to really consistently do it. You just have to stream. I yeah, literally trying to encourage people to just be on all the time. Yeah, and consistency. Exactly. Just stream, stream, stream. Like, I'll be streaming after this probably. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I am and- too. And we got for stream space. We need to do the uh, the raid the raid warriors or the fucking uh, stream yeah. writer steez for the beat refinery, where we all just do a little fifteen minutes and just keep the party moving. Hey, hey. I'm all That's about no that. Idea. Yeah, let's do something. That'd be fun. We got premonition. I mean, people too. call our people. Yeah, premonition has been uh, streaming from his his some of his corporate gigs and his real life gigs. He was saying in the chat, which is. A whole other element too of where we start getting back into physical space even if it's you know i think a lot of these conferences or or charity events are going to go to where you've got 20 30 percent 40 percent capacity in the physical venue but then they're going to still want you live streaming to the rest of their corporate office or charity and they're doing online options for things uh, it's it's certainly going to be a part of the the landscape of, of DJ world for I can actually speak to that real quickly. Um, I've been I, my Sunday residency at a hotel here in Baltimore City is picked back up, and right now they just dropped the capacity down for for twenty five percent again. We're going to see what happens next. But um, I actually locked in a contract with a company through some friends of friends and family members where they uh, do quarterly conferences to get people signed up to be part of this like basically mentorship program um, for black entrepreneurs. And now as opposed to doing the in-person events at convention centers and conference halls like they would, they brought me in to be the DJ so people wouldn't just click on the next tab over. And that's a really good opportunity if anybody out there has not done these kind of like bigger Zoom parties. It doesn't have to necessarily be a birthday or whatever because they've paid like a TV production company to be a part of this where they have like four different Zoom links. I'm in here like with a waiting room full of guests and celebrities. So that's another Another way that if you pitch it to people that have those kind of connections in the corporate world, that's a thing that held me over for a good part of the summer, actually. And for those who make original music, my homie Rome, who you've seen Turntable TV, he's done all the filming for all that, too. He has his local independent stream service called Stage It to where you literally it's kind of like how they were doing with Mixcloud to where you can pre-sell tickets. But the good thing is it's only a guaranteed 30 minute set. And then if the audience that you have tip you out or they make a certain quota, then you give them a 20 minute encore. So you're playing a total of 50 minutes, but you get like, I think it's like an 80, 20 split of the ticket sales. So, but it's also original music though. So obviously you have your own licensing clear and stuff like that. But yeah, real real quick guys, uh, premonition streams a lot. So we're going to get him into the chat. So art, I need you to leave the studio. (laughs) (laughs) And premonition, if you're listening, come back. Let's put you in because uh, you stream a lot and we want to get your uh, perspective. And uh, while we're waiting on Premonition to 
come in. Dave, why don't you let us know about um that mixtape you just dropped this week that oh, yeah. uh, you got in my e- email. Yeah, so um, I put together with my boy, uh, Mike Morris, which, Buck, I believe you know Mike. Uh, yeah, he just texted me after talking to you last night. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so me, me and him, I, I threw out an idea about, I was talking about on Facebook maybe back in June about putting together a New Jack Swing mixtape. And uh, he hit me up and he's like, yo, I'd love to be a part of that and do it together. So we did it together. We It was an 80-minute mix. And we went from... Um, you know, everything from just kind of mainstream, you know, Bobby Brown and new edition tracks to, you know, like ice cream dream by MC light and, and some more, you know, deeper cuts that people might've forgotten about. But new Jack swing for me was like, that was hitting real hard when I was in middle school, like sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And just, you know, new edition, Johnny Gill, Belbit DeVoe, uh, all, all of that, just to me, Jody Watley, Boys the Man, just really took me back to uh, to my middle school days and and just, I don't know, just happy memories. And, and uh, that was one of the first musics that I, uh, music genres that I really ever loved as a kid. So uh, we spent a lot of time putting this together. We actually uh, took clips from a lot of different interviews. Most were Teddy Riley interviews, a few other interviews as well, though. And, you know, we put some audio clips in it, and we really just try to kind of tell the story of New Jack Swing. And so it's a great mix. It was like a super labor of love. I probably personally put close to like 7,500 hours into it. And, um, you know, Mike put a lot of time into it as well. So it is on my Mixcloud, uh, mixcloud.com backslash DJ Digital Dave. So if you have time, just, you know, take take a moment to listen. I, I think for those of you who remember the music, it'll bring back some great memories. And for those of you that don't, I think think you'll definitely dig it. I mean, it's still to this day, uh, just listening to, to the music from back then and, and listening to New Jack Swing just makes me happy. So... Thank you, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to mention it on the show. Put it up. Awesome. Premonition, man. Let us let us know what you're, you know, you've been definitely streaming and doing some interesting uh, scenes, and then you were talking about streaming real life. How's that yeah, going? Yeah, I think people would be interested to get some more details on the IRL world. Yeah, Um. so I started streaming, I think, like, right after we were, well, I'd already started, like, right when we did the um, NFL DJ um show and so i kind of just expounded upon that i saw some more streams from other people kind of got more ideas and um i do a couple of different staples every week i do a classic club saturdays where i do i kind of take a club that doesn't exist or does isn't operational anymore from around the country that was like a really big club and um like do my overlay around that do like my alert box around whatever city it is i try to customize every single time i do it it's a lot of work but for me, I don't look at this as like a monetary trying to like like game the system in terms of making money. It's just for me to have like a really a lot of fun in terms of being creative, a creative outlet in terms of um, just coming up with using some of the ideas I have in my head and just kind of putting them out to the world. And then just having fun with people on a, on a, on a Saturday night. Um, and then what I do now is because I'm back with um, I, I've missed the first two games because there was some some politics going on with. Um, the team here in Washington, but I'm back with the football team. So I've been there the last football team. Hey, I mean, hopefully we have a name next year. You know, hey, you know, last time I was on, we were the Redskins. It's crazy. Now, now, now we're the football team. Who knew that was gonna happen? But um, I um, 
I uh, streamed pregame up until um, after player warmups um, live from the stadium now created like an overlay with that. So that's that's something really cool to kind of um, oh, nice. do as well. And then I did it for like, so I've been back with co doing corporate stuff for the last maybe like two, three months. So Nordstrom, I did Hugo Boss. I, 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 so I, I would create, what I do is, because this is all about just me doing it, just as an outlet. It also, it makes the time go by a lot quicker when I'm actually interacting with people in the chat and all that and all that stuff so i'll create like little overlays for i did it for hugo boss i did it for nordstrom i got nordstrom coming up again on saturday i'm gonna do um just update that one a little bit because all i gotta do is tweak like the store it is um and just stream basically take that that feed that's coming that's coming directly out to the stores it just goes directly to your twitch it's, it's no like basically no different the only thing you have is that interaction you have being on the mic with people that are in the chat you don't have that but i just kind of substitute that by just actually typing in the chat you know so that's kind of a where I'm at with people as they're walking in, be like, "Hey, you should try on that blue shirt, not the, <laughs> not the green shirt." Somebody <laughs> did. Somebody did ask me to like start a like a dance battle. Somebody was, was like, they were like, they were like, "Yo, could you could you make somebody try to start start a dance battle so we can see it on the screen?" <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like the thing about that. that I think with you know, even whether it's Twitch, Mixcloud, wherever you're gonna be streaming, if you do it because you really are just want to have fun with it. I think you'll have fun with it. If you do it like trying to replace income, it's not a good idea. It's just not, you're not going to, you might, you might hit that, that mark, but you're going to actually probably do more damage to yourself in the process because it's a lot of just medial learning and work and all this stuff. And if you're not really in, in it, just like we got into this game, mostly DJing wise, like I don't think anybody that's on here got into DJing because they were like, Oh, I'm going to make money. Most of us, by the time when we first started, didn't even know there was a whole lot of money in it. You know, so we just did it because we love music. And the same thing yeah. with this is like, if you love music and you love connecting with people and you love like, like, like for me, I have like all these ideas, then you'll, you'll put in the sweat equity to it. And you won't even worry about like, a lot of times I'm doing these streams. It's like nine people there. It doesn't matter to me. Nah. Nine, 900 doesn't matter. As long as I'm, I'm interacting with people and having a good time and actually executing the idea that I had in my head, you know, it, it on the, on the stream, I'm, I'm cool with all of that. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it's definitely gonna be a part of what I do going forward. You know, even as even more gigs come back, I still haven't figured out a way to do a wedding properly yet because you're always at the mercy of the hotel Wi-Fi. But you know, one of these days, one of these days, I'll get it. I'll get it together. Or no, if you're in the middle of nowhere at a farm or something like that, that's <laughs> definitely good advice. Yeah, for farms. Some of the satellite Wi-Fi does not work. I found out. You cannot. <laughs> I've been to two big ass Airbnbs and could not <laughs> once, and because they had satellite in the middle of the country. Uh, but just real quick though, I've said this on the last stream, but also with the streaming game, now is the time that you can reinvent yourself as a DJ. If you don't like the music that you're playing in the club, let people know what you like now via the stream. So when you coming for future bookings and things of that nature. This is your sound. You're not forcing to play shit that you don't sure. like because you're there to collect a check. You're doing it for the fun. You're showing like Twitch has made me a better DJ. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's made me open my horizon to music that I never would think to put together or play because I don't have the conscience of the club owner or this bougie club, but bottle service club or, you know, you not you don't have to please the patrons. For those who don't like it, they can simply leave. You get a heckler every now and again, but that's with anything. Yeah, like, and I I totally agree with Buck on that. And, uh, you know, I know our boy Koo has talked a lot about that too. Like if you're streaming, the absolute last thing you should be trying to do is just play the 20 songs you'd be playing every night in the club. I mean, if you're streaming, you should take this opportunity and be you and play what you want to play, what you want to hear, because 
there's no you don't have to worry about the owners being like oh, people are leaving people aren't dancing you can just be you and enjoy yourself and the audience that likes what you're doing will stay and come back and the audience that doesn't like what you're doing it like buck said it doesn't matter well well let me i i, I do want to i do want to kind of cap not counter some of that but there's been like this big thing with with djing on these platforms of like just play what you want to play play what you want to hear like just do you period if like for me my club saturday night party i basically do what i would do in the club because that's what i want to do to have fun on that stream so like there's no like there's no box for anybody on either side of this where it's like oh i don't play why are you playing that club shit why would you play something different like no if that's what you want to do the audience that you're going to have that wants that wants to rock with that will find it like so there's really like no there's no one way to do any of this stuff that's that's what that's, that's the one thing i've learned is just do what you want to do however you want to do it like so like for my, my streams a lot of times i don't have a lot of djs on there because and it doesn't surprise me because like i'm usually doing more commercial stuff because that's my my, my party stream but that's kind of how i want to play because that's that's what i kind of enjoy doing for that particular stream you know Right. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I mean, it, but you're like you said, you're still doing you. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're enjoying yeah. playing that, I mean, for me, I guess I played for, you know, usually club gigs every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if not sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the past 20 years. So for me, it's a welcome break to not playing the same thing that I'd always be playing in the club every night. Well, real quick, let's talk about like what's. I mean, I just learned about this like this past week when I was streaming uh, a couple times. Um, there's somebody that that brought up a good thing, you know, like some good tips for me to, you know, don't drink uh, to get my uh, my uh, don't drink. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually one of the. Uh, that's actually one of the. We all know what happens when we drink. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Zoom party, I disappeared. <laughs> Leave some turntables on. Grumbly. <laughs> No, but um, what? Let's talk about what nobody's talking about, really. And and it's and I didn't really even realize this, but some say the moderators are the lifeblood of your stream. Other than like the talent, to the other than the I already the shouted talent, mine out earlier. <laughs> other than the talent and like the personality, the moderator is so key in making sure your your stream is successful. I mean. Talk about that, Buck. I mean, you you, you shout out uh, Nightmare on Tube. Yeah, Nightmare on Tube. She's uh, actually been a big help. Not even just moderation. Like she's actually being like a manager to me in a sense. Like after the stream, she'll even give me like a little. She does. This isn't your typical moderator though. So dude, I'm spoiled by all means. <laughs> it's it's rare. And like it's what's crazy is the power of the internet brought us together. But uh, yeah, no, like they can just basically help moderate the things that you don't. So like if we're here at DJing and we got someone heckling us or, you know, trolling their stream or something, you don't have to sit here and like kill your vibe of playing music and like, okay, let me block this motherfucker. All right, well, actually, let's just kick him out. And no, no, no. like they can handle all that for you. So it's just basically it's, it's the bouncer of the club. It's the bouncer right there at the club helping, you know, welcoming people, thanking people for throwing bids and things like that. And then just security check every now and again. So like it's just helps take the load off for those Granted, my mind works a little differently because I'm doing visuals, I'm doing drum machine shit, I'm DJing, I'm, you know, I'm, you I'm definitely got your hands top. full over there. I'm a little over there. You're a monster, Buck. You're a monster, Buck. Yeah, so dope, bro. Appreciate that. 
but uh yeah, so no, so buck just real question because i don't spend a ton of time on twitch even like watching other people's streams are there are like legit hecklers that i mean because i haven't experienced that on like oh, yeah. Mixcloud or, or instagram when when instagram was kind of sort of allowing streaming earlier in quarantine like so there are legit people that'll just come in and kind of troll you 100%. Like, I have certain words that I block off top because, like, I'm biracial myself. So, like, the N word is one of them. I literally have a dude that just walks in and he tries to just straight up say, Igor. And I'm like, you can see, I see it as the moderator and it's blocked. And so he's like, he'll try another way. So, we're like, do N1 GGER and, like, just for no reason. Like, just, just that's, that's his first topic of conversation right there is just straight up, <laughs> bam. I'm like, well, this is going to end well. Okay, let's see where this goes. And it's just like, but before I can even react, my monitor's like, nope, see you later, motherfucker. <laughs> like, so it just helps relieve some of the stress. But yeah, no, straight up. Like, there's people who literally, and especially when the whole George Ford and all that stuff situation went down, there was literally uh, like forces that went around just to heckle streams and like cause, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but just heckle motherfuckers just for no just reason causing just, controversy. To, just to bring yeah controversy just to bring in hate into you know a positive environment so it's yeah there, there's motherfuckers out there keyboard that's, warriors yeah that's I've wild. Seen it, I, uh, I legit did not know that shit was happening yeah i was in vex stream once vex for anybody who doesn't know does this thing where he's uh basically created a community to teach young turntableists how to just like, emulate his battle success and take mm -hmm. their careers to the next level but there's people that will come in his stream not doing anything like racially motivated or whatever just to argue with them about scratch techniques and it gets sometimes as petty as that but it can get as bad as like some racial stuff so it's it the internet's still the internet but what i have noticed is in the dj community there's a lot less of that you'll see a lot more of it in the gaming like purely gaming streams or purely IRL stuff where there's nothing else. It seems like because we've got much more of a built-in tight-knit community amongst the DJ culture, there's a lot less of that. The internet is a wild place. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still the internet. Facts. It is still the internet. <laughs> yeah, if Koo if was here, he would say the internet's going to internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bonics, you were going yeah, go ahead, Bonnie. So, like, in the very, very beginning when all of it started, like, I got asked to do, um, like, a graduation for, like, a high school. And I, and they, like, we're going to pay good money. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, what could go wrong, right? So I just think about all the good things, though. Like, all right, let me get this content, blah, blah, OBS. Like, literally just learning it because I'm just like, fuck it. Um, and uh, what I didn't, I don't, I don't know about moderators or anything like that. I'm literally starting my Twitch. Like I just, Friday. Uh, I, I got the name for a while, but I just like started it like this weekend. But I haven't even streamed yet, so, um, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. But so I uh, broadcasted it uh, on my Twitch to the high school because we figured that Instagram wouldn't work and all this other shit, whatever. And um, people were writing like mean shit about teachers and, and like, uh, you know, Mr. So-and-so touches uh, oh, wow. and, like touch this student. That's and, also like, a 15 year old mindset, too, though. I couldn't watch any yeah, of it because I was DJing and like I asked, uh, so, you know, my sister checked it out and, you know, they were like they're being pretty derogatory, like high school kids wouldn't shit. So. That's good to know. I'll probably ask you about that, Buck. But I got that you. was uh, that was like. I mean, I didn't care. I guess like it's high school kids. Like, but um, yeah, I might feel bad for that teacher or some shit. You know, or just don't be a shitty teacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably was. You did something to piss him off. <laughs> Too much homework.
<laughs> so, I didn't even want to look at like I didn't even go back and read it. Like I I started and I was like, oh shit, I don't go go down that hole, you know. And I just took a U turn and X the shit out of. If you so, need a mod, man, let me know what days you're gonna be live, and I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, so I'm gonna figure that out. <laughs> Bouncers. Bouncers yeah, on virtual like a bouncer. Straight up bouncer, just security. ID check, all that shit. Yeah, people that keep the chat in check. Yeah. Damn. Well, anything else that we need to talk about, Twitch? I think we kind of covered it right there. All right. Maybe when we can see you on there doing some uh, some dope routines, showing off yeah, the Yeah, when are you going to get nice on trips? Twitch? You guys are going to talk about that uh, Pioneer, right? Oh, you mean this thing? We got the S11. Oh, you mean this thing? Is that your moderator? That's how you moderate. That's the moderator of the S11. Yeah, fuck off. I mean, yo, that was a perfect segue right there. Buck, why don't you tell us about the S11? Uh, Before we go into that, because we're going to shift into like DMC World and uh, Red Bull uh, talk. So um, uh, right now, um, do we want to drop off a couple people, Chris? I can take a step back. Yeah, but let's bring Art back in. uh, (laughs) We'll we'll drop Sean and then we'll get, uh, because Throwdown and Art needs to get back. Um, I can step out too. Yeah, I'm I'm not a DMC guy. (laughs) So Yeah. (laughs) We still talking right. about streaming services, DMC. What's going on? <laughs> so throw down uh, as one. Come back to the stream. Uh, I guess. I guess permission. Yeah. Drop down. We'll get you back later. So once again, throw down. Throw down. If you're still in the chat, throw down. Come back and art. Yeah, I told you he wasn't coming back. He already. He's like, fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he. There's too many of you guys on here. He wants to talk shit, so he. <laughs> he was already texting me. He's like, "Yo, I'm in this waiting room. What's going on, man? <laughs> like, let me back in already." <laughs> All right, we got we got as one back. Ross, where are you? I think I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right. He's on that slow mode. Geo is like the doorman here. Oh yeah, man. He's the ultimate <laughs> mod. He's the real life and real life mod. No Tim's. It's like it's like Studio Fifty Four <laughs> in here. <laughs> First and last guy you see. Hey Buck, is that like nice butter elites, my friend? But I can't let you in with those. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll wait. Uh, we'll throw down somewhere. I don't know where you. Will you let me in Uh-oh. with these kicks on? Can these can these get me into the uh, yeah. club? As long as you're wearing a collared shirt. <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know what I do. Remember when I was traveling with Eric with uh, with Inferno? That that's kind of when I realized like the DJ gets to do whatever the fuck they want. Like you know, like Eric did not. Go up wearing board shorts or anything, but like if he walked up to the gig and like Borgata wearing board shorts and like a uh, like like flip flops, they would have still let him in the booth. I think legit my record is I think I once broke five different um things on a dress code when I went to a spot to DJ. Like I like it was like no t shirts, no hats, no sneakers. I just rolled in like jeans, sneakers. T-shirt. Ball they can't hat, see ball that, anyways. Hat. You're behind a DJ booth. 
the most important the most important accessory is your backpack man as long as you got your backpack you know you're good to go whatever you're wearing man I'm the DJ, man. There you go. Yeah, what you get. Yeah, I walk into places. You're always going to be in, even yeah, if you're not DJing. Yes, yeah, so I was the guy on the other side, but then once I became on the other end, I started owning that shit. I'm like, yo, I'm going to I'll just walk in somewhere. if I have, like, my backpack. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll sometimes do lounges in, in, in Vegas and, like, five at Deluxe or uh, in Jewel there when I finish. And I'll straight up walk in and I'll say, I'm the DJ. <laughs> I'll just walk yeah. in. Dude, like, that, that shit – that shit literally happened to me the first time ever in Vegas. I was playing at Taboo when that was still around. And I was going to visit some homies before my set. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, how are they are they gonna let me in on you know, I have a backpack on me. I'm not DJing at this club. I literally roll up to like a club with a backpack on and they just open the rope and they're like, yeah, Come on, did. like I didn't even say I'm DJing, they just assumed I was. I was like, Oh shit, like don't this look is, lost. This is the way clubs in Vegas, just roll starter around kit. with your DJ backpack. Wait, Has what's it, one more item for a DJ starter kit? A backpack, a hat, and what's the other item? Headphones. Ventos. Sunglasses. <laughs> Sunglasses. Okay. This this was back when. Remember, everyone. I uh, had the the pinstripe headliner bags. Everyone had the black headliner no. bag with the pinstripes. I had the black. I had the black. That's always the best when you walk into a club with your hat and it's a no hats club. And all these dudes just had to take uh, that I used to own it. If you book me at Bottle Service Club, man, I wore sneakers, baggy pants, hat, everything. I didn't shit. I'm like, has, yo, I'm, I'm getting in this motherfucker. Has, has anybody walked in with a tote bag, man? Because I knew, I, I know that that was yeah. like a big trend for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, uh, peace to Impulse. Shouts to Impulse. Yeah, I was gonna say Impulse always comes to the fashion yeah. place. Like, I, I, hit, I was doing the tote bag thing for a minute, and the tote that the tote bag thing makes sense for those gigs that you literally all you have to do is bring your like your laptop and your headphones, and records or something, or maybe no records. Maybe they just have you know CDs. You, everything's built in. Just bring the tote bag. You guys never just use sticks? Like, you're just so lazy and you just put the... Uh, USB all day. That's called, that's called the Euro... I learned this from Inferno. That's called the Euro trash. Uh, <laughs> that's called I'm the Euro trash. It's called. called, I don't need to be responsible for my backpack, so I get yeah. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's, like, really hot outside and the computer might get fucked up. Oh, like, yeah, no. Anything 2016 and up is trash. <laughs> Or, or if you're going to a show at the 930 Club before your gig and you leave your laptop in the car. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That Don't do that. Never again. How about that? I mean, rest, I would, rest I in peace in the 2013 MacBook. If I, if I knew you were doing that, I would have been like, for the love of God, do not leave your stuff in the car, even if it's covered on that block. Like, that. that's just asking for it. So quick story for those that don't know, I was playing at Heist on a Tuesday with a Chris and I want to say, was it you and Trey? Harry. No, it was okay. Harry. Yeah. It was you and Harry. Yeah. And, and so we went to, I was going to a Chromeo show at the 930 Club beforehand and I got into DC. If I got in early, Chris, I'd have probably been like, hey, let me come to your spot and I'll you know, leave my backpack there. And I got in late and I went straight to the show and I put my backpack on the floor in the back seat of my car. And sure enough, when I came out from the show to go back to my car, the uh, back window was just broken and my 
whole DJ bag was gone. And the crazy thing is I was just getting ready to switch to a newer laptop. The laptop I lost was pretty old, but honestly it was, I mean, I lost four, you know, uh, techniques, you know, uh, with, with short cartridges on them, you know, four techniques, head shells with, with M four, four, seven cartridges, um, you know, pair of headphones. I mean, honestly, the other stuff I lost in my bag was probably equally valuable as, as the laptop. So that was, that wasn't the best night for me. No. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, you know, sometimes depending on what neighborhood you're in, you got to <coughs> decide, like, is it better to keep this in the car or is it better to keep it on my person? <coughs> The street is hot. Mm-hmm. I've had not one, not two, but three motherfucking laptops stolen over wow. the past 20 years. And, you know, I, I learned a thing or two each time. As a matter of fact, now I, I keep absolutely everything on my laptop on Dropbox. There is not a That's thing you guys. on my entire I don't computer. Give shit, because I don't trust nobody. But I was in Baltimore last time in the hood Fuck by everybody. all the strip clubs, and like the streets were, were shisty. Right. Like I was like, I don't. I think I have a better chance of leaving it in my trunk as long as I, you know, as long as you don't get out of your car and put something in the trunk in plain sight. Right. But well, I a hundred percent. The crazy thing for this to happen to me is I a hundred percent normally never leave my bag in my car. Like I literally will go out to eat at three a.m. with like homies after a club gig. And Chris can tell you, we've gotten to get pizza, you know, where we can see the car. And I still take my backpack in every time. But I was going to a show at 930. And I'm like, I don't think I really don't think they would have let me in with with a bag, you know. Um, so that was the only reason I would have happily watched Chromio with the backpack on for two hours, hour or whatever. But uh, it just for me, I, I was like, I don't think they're ever going to let me in. So that's you, why I left it. You know where you, you know where you messed up? You're supposed there. to walk to the front door and be like, I'm the DJ. There, there it is. <laughs> you messed up. I'm the opener. I've got, I've got up, I'm, Chromia, I'm the DJ for Chromio. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got an amazing superpower to just black out while I'm DJing and then arrive at my house with all my tables <laughs> on DJ in my backpack. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, oh, fuck, did I leave my backpack there? It's all there. Like door and everything no, it's amazing so how that works, man. <laughs> You think I'm very organized when you're drinking. (laughs) The only thing I've ever left at a club, and I've done this multiple times, is is a MacBook charger. Oh, chargers, cables all day. I can always tell when I'm wrecked when I come home and my bag's just spaghetti. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) check. All right, gone. (laughs) Well, as as a mobile charger, I've I've learned how to keep spare stuff in the car. Like, like you keep an emergency like roadside kit. I keep an emergency. Uh, DJ mobile kit next to the roadside kit. I will say I, I started actually keeping a pair of headphones and a MacBook charger in my center console of my car, like an extra MacBook charger that never leaves my car. There you go. Dude, even, even if it's earbuds, earbuds take up no space, but in a pinch, if you have no headphones, like at yeah. least they're there. You can go out keep and grab them. Real quick. Too, for sure. Honestly, yeah. I switched to earbuds. I've been using these six driver in ears that are fifty bucks on Amazon compared to them with six hundred dollar Westons, yeah, and they blow yeah, up. The yo, water. so have I. I've been using the tin. Wait, the tin audio. The tin audio. I'm uh, using CCA. Okay, send me. Uh, I'll hit you up. Send me that link. I'll send you the link to the ones I got off Amazon. I got you. Sixty bucks. I super customs dope. too, man. I was on customs for a long time, like the yeah. uh, in ear. Uh, UE7, I got customs because uh, of you, Eric. Yeah, 
Are yeah, you well, on, are you on Catherine use, still? I don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah. No, but like I, I stopped because, um, well, it, they broke. But then, then I started realizing, like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, it's probably easier just to get something that has a, you know, like this is what I, I've been using. I've been using these Shore SE uh, 215s. Mm-hmm. So they're like 100 bucks, right? And then rat, I got to apparently have large rat. ear holes. What's that? Yeah, I got to I gotta, gotta get a cover. different type of uh, this thing, like the earbud. But and now it, once it fits, it's like it's way easier to like if I need to have a conversation with somebody, I talk to them. I use this for when I'm teaching. Yeah. Are, are those customs then? No, nah, oh, these, 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 nah, these are these are I just these are the next oh, one up. So these are seven driver uh, in-ears. These are 70 bucks CCA seven drivers. And like I can't turn my volume past 50 percent because it's too loud. What? Wow. They, yeah, I know. Like they look, they look like they're like, like I said, I've compared them to six hundred dollar Westones, and they blow them out of the water. They sound oh, good. Wow. They don't fatigue my ear. They have the pre wrapped yeah, so cables. I'm using so um, these right now. I had Westones once. The ten audio. Um, okay. These are yeah. I got these fifty bucks on Amazon. These work really well. They wrap over and mm-hmm. uh, yep. boom. You know, solid yeah. man. The cable, everything. But I'm using my old uh, U, uh, Ultimate Ears uh, UE5 case for them. <laughs> so this is yeah, the case for like a $600 yeah, exactly. uh, in-ear, but now they're just holding some $50 So shirts. for those who do use in-ears now and we're streaming a lot, I just picked up a sponsor by this company called Ska, uh-huh. S-K-A-A, and they have the it's basically damn near latency-free wireless headphones. Word. Oh, we were talking about this. Um, I think Sean Sean Jay, he's probably gonna uh, say something here in the he put me onto that. He was talking about Scott. Yeah, um, you can have so, uh, you can have up to like two inputs too, like two or three inputs. I also do wireless. Yeah, I, I have a wireless setup that I do for in ears as well. Um I got What's my kit off Amazon, dude, for a hundred bucks. It's the uh is it Bluetooth though? No, it's not Bluetooth. No, no, no. Okay. You got to have power, and it's. I think it's RF signal. Well, yeah, no, they have to have power. Scott's his own, uh, like, signal. This is it's on- not Bluetooth. Yeah, so it's, it's a little different. So it's but, a new uh, technology. Yeah. It, like, the, it's so much tighter. So, like, if I'm doing my finger drum stuff and all that stuff, like, it's literally on point, Wait, on cue. So you have it. You're sponsored by them? Yeah. Or you're- okay, well, it's so in you- the mail, but yeah. It's in the mail. Got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, since we're getting into, like, really, like, deep, like, equipment talk, man, let's talk about that S11. <laughs> Oh, oh, this old thing. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Switch to camera 10. Yeah. <laughs> Super funny oh, yeah. because, you three, know, four, I, I, I knew that thing was coming out, but I recently just hit up Pioneer to get a deal on uh, an SRT 1000. And in my mind, I was like, I could, add, I could try to get a deal on that too. But like, and I like, I, I needed the SRT. The for my is where it's at. It's where it's yeah. at, I'm telling you. That thing is a beast, but uh, I was like, "Shit, I should have, I should have tried to get a deal on the S11 too." The one, well, the one thing with me, the, I got you, boo. Yo, the one thing about the S11 from the features I, that I saw is you can actually control both deck one and deck three at the same time, and deck two yep. and four to do virtually four four deck juggling. Yep. Have you have you done that, Buck, on on the S11? I'm gonna be real. I haven't really dove that deep into some of the features, like. Uh, the biggest thing that I love about it is the scratch bank now. So, like, basically, you have your sampler bank, but you also have That's a scratch dope, yeah. bank. So, literally, you can preload your scratch samples right here, and just boom, there's my first cut tool, second cut tool, like, all that stuff right there at the touch of a button. So, like, even, to like, if you're doing routines and shit, too, like, it doesn't have to just be a scratch bank, but, like, basically, you can preload a routine and have all your tools right there without having to go into your library. 
and wow. physically. I so, feel like yeah. I, I feel like I thought of that idea like the week Serato came out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted that for such a long time. <laughs> well, here's so, a trick. Hey, Buck. Buck, does that go into a separate the, the scratch deck you're talking about? Or what's yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's its own independent sampler. So it's just like the sampler SP6. Yeah. But it's so does like that play out of the box? You can you can control the records though. So, yeah, so no. It, so it, basically, it's just like instead of launching the sampler, it's launching it to the deck you choose to load it. So it's actually loading the actual huh. sample or the, the whatever you want to put in there, your cut tool to the deck. So, to the so deck. So take the deck out of like that channel, uh, like your your left or right channel in the mixer. Yeah, so it depends on what side you hit it. Because, like, now the biggest thing, you can split cues, too. So I can have my sampler up over here and then cue points over here. Oh, wow. Whereas on the on the S9, if you hit just the cue point, it's cue yeah, points yeah, across it all of it now. So, oh, yeah, wow. so now I can have, like, samplers here and then have, like, cue scratch and, and you know, do whatever you want on the other oh, deck. That's sick. That's sick. So here's, here's another question. I don't know, Buck, you might not know this. I don't know if anybody knows this. I know that Pioneer mentioned and i know that it has inputs in it for usb inputs and i know yeah. that they said USB that you can plug usbs that are from even some non-pioneer equipment in it does anyone know if you're able to plug rain 12s into that yeah it reads it yes. this also yeah, runs record box and serato okay so I, I, it, heard it I heard that you can but yeah, it works just like a normal USB hub. So like it says CDJs on the back of it because ideally they want you to upsell it and get the CDJs. But yeah, no, it works Rain 12s too. Because I, yeah. I was a big 72 user before they sent me this. Can you use Rekordbox and Serato at the same time? No. I don't mm. believe so. And there's still a few glitches that they're working on. Um, I mean, this is just, this is literally the first generation of the firmware. So I mean, more stuff's going to be developed as they... Uh, you know, work the kings and stuff. That was, out. The, that was the first thing I thought about. It's like you know, like uh, you know, it, it basically it's the first is the first hard, hardware that where you can connect the you can use Rekordbox and also Serato. Um, in the well, same, minus in minus the, the nine hundred, not, not nine hundred, yeah, yeah. But what you had to get the well, Speaking kit. of two things at the same time, for those guys that are watching and don't know all the super duper shit that you might be seeing, guys like Inferno, Buck Rogers, uh, doing it's about Ableton and Serato. Pretty much. But the big, the big question I have, the big question about that, about S eleven, you know, because like with the record box in Serato, it's like you know, I was thinking about it, it's like, oh, you know, like maybe record box becomes a backup for in case your Serato laptop like goes down or whatever. Yeah, but you build. still can't use sticks. Like it's not, oh, it's, it's okay. not built, it's not built like a CDJ. Gotcha, it's just gotcha, built gotcha. for the software version of record box, so it's not one hundred percent of a failsafe, but. Once my three thousands get here, though, we're gonna definitely HID mode them, and uh, yeah. good to go. We still fucking Fancy. love HID mode. It's pretty, and now that the hub's in the mixer, you don't have to get that uh, the hub and all that shit now because yeah. like it's just literally boop 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 one USB to the computer, done. So it's a nice little feature. How do you like the smooth echo, Buck? It's pretty dope. It's uh, rather smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, like be real, I haven't really, I, I haven't dug that deep into it. Like I grew, I had the nine hundred nine, and that by all time, like that was so far ahead of its time. That the nine hundred nine was, oh yeah, like that was so far ahead of its time. The day I sold and, mine was a sad day, man. I, I need, but you can still get them for like three, four hundred bucks on eBay now. So yeah, those things are heavy. But I love how Pioneer pulls them out at NAM every now and again. Like, oh, remember mm -hmm. this? Yeah, we still got a few. <laughs> the, the, the wild thing, too, about the S11, I don't know how many people realize this, but um, 
I haven't seen it in person yet, but um, Adam C was sending me pictures of his, and that thing is almost as as tall, Long. like as as a uh, turntable. I mean, it's yeah, it's tall. It's it about the same size tall. as a seventy-two. It's tall. Speaking I of like see, seeing like that mixer in person, I mean, it, it, everybody heard of that DJ Expo is going to be, uh, I, I guess going virtual, uh, this this month. Has anybody heard about that? The DJ oh, wow. Expo in Atlantic City. Yeah. Like, oh, no, is next week? Is it next but, uh, week? Uh, the seventy-two is way bigger. Like the seventy-two goes from top to top. This is a little taller, but it's still not as tall, so you can still get your cables between it. Like for those who like to wrap it like in the deck, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, there's honestly not much of a difference. Like basically, I feel Pioneer waited for rain to fix all their shit, and they're like, okay, we got that. No, they, they really <laughs> did. They really did because I remember. I'm sure I can't be the only one. Two years ago, I I did the I got the email to do uh, um the questionnaire for Pioneer, and it, all the questions were clearly leading to. Yeah, well, they've yeah. been working on this for three years. Joint, yeah. 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 It was clearly leading to a, a, another mixer. So, you know, but well, two I, years I know, ago. Uh, I know someone else is dropping something soon. I'm not going to say who or what, but uh, there's there's more to be leaked. So. Gemini? <laughs> hey, I'll bring it back. He <laughs> said Gemini. Gemini's <laughs> coming back with a rain pioneer killer. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're bringing back DJ in a box, son. Shouts to Doc Blust, our uh, um, associate producer. He He's getting into DJ gear and stuff, and he sent us a link. He's like, What about this? He sent us a Gemini product then. I get my mouth shut, but Gio was like trash. There's there's a Denon rotary mixer coming out. I didn't say it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably Denon. Speaking of DJ Times, throw down myself and uh, who am I brain farting on right now? Ross for the article, for the article we were just saying. Oh, Jose. that was uh, uh, yeah, Jay Jose. Jose. <laughs> but, yeah, they did a quick little article about battle DJs and the DJ Times. Even though Geta's the number one DJ for some reason. But. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you guys got okay. Wait, wait. Let's talk, wait. Let's talk about that though. So you're saying battle DJs in 2020 just got some shine in DJ times? That's crazy. Yeah. That's actually yeah. like, a little, crazy. like a little blurb, yeah. a page, two, three. Wait, no, pages? I think it was like it was like three pages. I think. Okay, it's, I gotta check this out, a, man. It's a, it's a three, dope article. Because, three digital uh, pages. Let's let's refine. Three digital pages. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you could turn the page like twice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's but, happened before, though. That's that's happened gotta, before. I remember uh, Shifty yeah. when Shifty won back in like uh, uh, 2007. Where's he it? been? He's been so low key. I haven't yeah. seen much from Shifty lately. He's out in Brooklyn, man. He's got his own place there. He's mixing records. Like he's mixing. Like he's got an Ask amazing me. studio, man. He is. He's right. really. He's really good at that stuff. When, man, when's man. another easy uh, collaboration going? Yeah, on? what's up with easy? <laughs> I would love to, man. But you it's just easy, like, man. It's not very easy to get together. <laughs> Let's get yeah, the beezy going. <laughs> Let's get the beezy going. Yeah, hey. the he was in there. easy. <laughs> the beezy. <laughs> Be easy. Well, does he still keep his? Uh, does he keep his gold turntables like under the coffee table? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, we, last time I saw him was a couple of years ago, and FaceTime uh, we him were, right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. I checked out the studio, man. It, 
it was it was nice man he's got the whole setup there he has artists come in record you know like he's got a place out in um in brooklyn it's a bigger like a nice big two two uh two bedroom place but they got a an extra room for the uh studio for the actual Shift, studio Shifty should have come back on the DMC uh, Worlds online and uh, just you know do his routine on on, on those Google t- turntables and troll everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! So let's talk about okay, I okay, emerge. I emerge. <laughs> Here's oh, the thing. Man. I think a lot of people are saying he trolled us, but I think deep inside, maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just doing him, and he fucking came off like he trolled us, but he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> well, so. I, I, uh, Immortal hit me up the day that they announced him. The yeah, I was gonna say Immortal is the only guy who would really know. So he hits me up and he's like, "Dog, like I can't believe this. Like you know, you you, you know what? You and Immortal gotta gotta give me some pointers, like so I can get ready." And then he three ways on Facetime with Immortal with the with the uh, uh, merge. Part. Yeah. So merge gets on and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I've like you know worship the ground this guy walks on like my entire life like what do i say and i'm like first thing that comes out of my mouth i'm like all right dude i just need to know like straight from the horse's mouth what was your motivation for your u.s final set (laughs) and he's like well well you know i mean you know i don't i don't want to you know inflict any personal meaning on to me you know i just i really want people to just watch it and and just you know i I want people to come up with their own interpretation (laughs) just like geo said it's interpretive dance of turntablism here's i'm just repeating i'm just interpretive dance of all right i'm just repeating from a conversation that i was talking from one world champion who was talking to another uh, you know, somebody who's a three-time world champion and and he was the one, that three-time world champion was the one that said, what the fuck is this shit, man? Is this like some inter- <laughs> interpretive art shit? <laughs> but dude, literally, I promise you he meant every word of the vague statement that he, like, you know, I was posting my scores the next day and I had written, you know, I, put, I wrote like comments for every single person's thing. And then well, for real, real quick, you to talked to him before the scores went up. That's not fair. Real quick. We, to, oh, give we some con- to give some context to our, what, what we're talking about. I emerged, came back on DMC worlds. You know, he made it to the U S finals. He had a dope elimination round. Um, but basically, I mean, some say he, he's considered the greatest battle DJ of all time because he had that stretch from 2004 to like 2006 where it's like nobody, even craze. Yeah, well, we're talking well, stat worlds. I mean, he was, a five, five time, he was a five-time world champion during that stretch, man. So so for, 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 for every battle that was out. For somebody who's considered the greatest battle DJ of all time, you know, uh, arguably, to come back and and, and post that interpretive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's why I DJ mean, said. You know, he's got the juice. Like he could seriously like smoke everybody if he really wanted to. So to do what he did was so provocative. And I, my comment, I was like, dot dot dot. Well, clearly, after much deliberation, I've decided that this dude just trolled the shit out of all of us. But after talking to him, like, at length, he was, like, he's so, he is, like, the, the full embodiment of, like, aloof artist. Like, he he really doesn't care what anybody thinks at all. Like, he, he just, 
it's just interpretive and, and I have so much more respect like talking to him because I was ready to just be like, I don't know what the hell I just saw, but after like <laughs> I still don't really fully comprehend what he was trying to communicate, but I can tell like he is so committed to the the idea of like you know expressing yourself for, for Clayton Bigsby. He's that committed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's that committed. The Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> Oh shit! And in, in case anybody doesn't know, like the DMC, the whole DMC battle, we talked about this, in, in, you know, uh, a few episodes ago uh, during the season. You know, the DMC battle, uh, they're all online. It's all online due to you know due to COVID. And right now, we're at the elimination at the DMC elimination round, uh, which they aired. They finally released all everybody's. It's it's uh, fourteen, I think, fourteen competitors or sixteen. Um, competitors that are, are basically they put up their elimination round this past sunday so i believe they're gonna announce next week uh, it's on like Monday next week for like the who's gonna make it to the to the world finals um check. i don't check, check. do we know how many people it's gonna be six in the finals and six we don't know if skills is defending or not but ah okay you know, I'm sure he'd be oh, trying to go for that three So, what no. do you guys think? What do you guys think? Like, uh, has anybody seen the anybody's routines? I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I think top three is going to be not in order, particular order. It's going to be K Swiss, 14 from Japan, and JFB from UK. I haven't watched JFB any of the videos. He is yet. such a beast, yo. So when I won the Serato Cup in uh, Jazzy's house, like JFB, like he was the only competitor. Well, him. Uh, Espinoza, Miles, they all dropped out, but JFB was practicing so fucking much he crashed his laptop. That was wow. probably the only reason why I would have won because if he, if that motherfucker was in it, he was literally just like the whole part of playlist though is like to you know absorb and see everyone and you know get inspired. But he was just literally in the basement, just just fucking working on his routine the whole time. He's such a beast, though. He he anyway. deserves a world title, you know what I mean? Like he's one of those. Oh, 100%. Dudes, you know, like like a director who's been in the game for 30 years and he still hasn't won like an Emmy yet. You're like, what? How is this? Okay. Possible? I'll go ahead and say it. You know what? Now that I thought about it, um, with everybody in the finals right now, uh, you know how it is. It, it's usually it, it, it seems like it is his time. So I think he knows it. And if he works his ass off, he can get Which it. He does. But JFB, you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, JFB, yeah. All he needs to do is work his fucking ass off. Fuck the internet. Fuck watching us I mean, talk to about it. To be honest, man, to be honest, the way things work, as far as like judging and politics, I think it's case with time, man. I think he's gonna finally get that world championship, man. Yo, where is he? He's got like five world champions, doesn't he? Yeah, well, Swizz already has um, some titles. Swizz and Rainer. Well, like, Swizz have doesn't have the main ta- title, that the number one title. Yeah, well, uh, yes. He's well, also in that. Everyone he's, also in that he's also in that cocky Maybe era too, can, where he's the teenager age. The, the can someone drop the link in the chat of? Uh, Thank you, Remedy. Which chat? Where uh, Remedy just did? Yeah. Anyways, those guys know. Those are all all Thank my brothers, me. man. I, I wish I wish them the best. I hope they fucking. Here's the thing, as a fan, and this is what I told people about my DMC set. I, I kind of just did it to do it. I wasn't going to do it, but with my, the involvement of the school and DMC setting up a studio for practice space, and since I'm the lead instructor and I had to set it up, I watched it. I was like, man, I would feel bad 
like wasting this setup. So right. I might have to just do a two minute just to do it. And then the three minute took me three days to put together. Um, nothing too crazy. I just, I wanted to have fun, but like I said on my stream, as long as the fans were able to get a little bit of excitement this year over uh, about turntablism and have something to wait for and be like, man, I'm waiting for these videos. Like I'm happy to have been a part of that for them this year. Like, you know, I just, I want to help keep turntablism alive. And well, I realized that not battling this year, I would not have been able to really help the way I wanted to. Well, here's, here's what I want to talk about. Like, I want to ask the panel, especially like, you know, like the, the guys that's, you know, Inferno, of course, you know, he got runner up in the worlds. Uh, You're a beast. I still have that DVD. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I definitely want to get everybody's opinion on like U.S. competitors. Because, like, right now, you know, like, as far as like the U.S. competitors, um, it hasn't been that great, you know, as, as far as like, you know, like, I, you know, like, of course, the last world champion that came out of, out of the U.S. is, is Vajra, a.k.a. Chris Carnes. Um, that was and the, the, oh, the closest one, the, the last person who got second place was ID. You know, that was 2014. And then Traps got, Traps got third place, I think, in six, 2016. Yep. Um, yeah. But nobody has placed since then. Like, what, what do you think is happening with the American scene? Why is it that we're not any getting anybody? You know, I mean, throw down. You you've been there a couple times. You know, in the U.S. You know, um, first thing I think is hip hop culture is dying, and no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. You know, so like, we went to other countries when we were out there, not just London. Like, we went to Amsterdam and France and Serbia, and like, dude, they eat hip hop culture. Yeah, up with I'm telling food. you, we've been but around America, the world. Dude, like, these cats dude. eat it up in America. They don't give a fuck. They just want the new shit, the shiny shit. Like they don't give a shit about like cultural. But what is it gonna take for, for another American to like win the whole thing? Because like right now we're getting our asses whooped. Leave America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so hunger strike. So just just I, I think like a comparison thing that I can think of for that I observed was in the mid two thousands. When AM and and Jazzy Jeff, from the club standpoint, from the like bottle service club, were were touring everywhere and and you know and and Vice and everyone, all of the younger up and coming DJs wanted to emulate them, and and that's what everyone wanted to be. And then things turned over in the club scene. I think nationwide in the early to mid two thousand tens, where everyone wanted to be an EDM producer because that was what there was to emulate. And I think you might have some guys still going after Red Bull 3 style because that's a much bigger deal in the U.S. But I don't think – I mean, I think there's even a ton of DJs in the U.S. that aren't really familiar with DMC and don't follow DMC at all. So I think there's no hero out there right now that the young DJs know of like, oh, like I know of this guy. I want to be as good as this guy when when I get older and practice and practice and practice. So I think that's kind of the the rut that we're stuck in right now. And unless somebody comes up on their own, you know, I feel like there needs to be that leader for the younger DJs to look up to. And obviously that doesn't exist right now as far as people that are, that are their DJs good enough, but that they still aren't competing right now. I thought you know Bob what? Rogers was that guy. Look, looking back, looking back on it, 
I think I even had this conversation a couple times back then. I'm talking about mid, like I'm talking about when Serato started like becoming prevalent over vinyl, right? So mm-hmm. that for me, that was 2000. For me, it was around two, I think I switched in 2006 to vinyl, to, to, to Serato. Well, but you I remember actually thinking, battled at the end of the vinyl era, like right at the tail end. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I was. I mean, I battled to like 2004. Eric, what so, year did you win again? I remember I was in high school and I went with you guys to New York. And yeah. I, I was too young. 2003, 2003, man, 2003, and then I went to the Worlds and everything. But um, yeah. the thing is, if you think like I was thinking about this back then, if you think about it, people have a lot more, um, pro, or what do you call it, prospective battle DJs, whoever those people might be or might have been back then. A lot of those people found other opportunities elsewhere because Serato technology opens up all these different, you know, avenues for people. So it's like, okay, if you can, I honestly thought like back then I was like, I wonder if Serato could be credited for like not killing the battle scene, but like having a hand in it not growing anymore. Because if you think about it, the amount of time, the amount of time that you have that you could spend, like, I know a lot of guys that like, came from uh, the DMC world, they were never really doing a lot of like nightclubs, parties like that. Like I, I started off in 1991 playing like high school parties. And then I started getting to nightclubs after college in 97 and 98. And, in, and but I kept doing those those parties. That was part of my thing, right? And then I got into the battle DJ or the battle DJing after that. But like it, the biggest the biggest barrier to entry for a lot of DJs had always been having enough of a vinyl collection, to, amassing enough of that in order to be able to play a gig, then getting out networking people and, and trying to make that work. But then, you know, so it's like, all right, well, once those barriers go down, it seemed like, well, if, if somebody had a choice between putting like four or five hours a day into a, a routine that may or may not work out for you at the end of the day, or they made needle might jump, you know, it's like all these things, variables go into it, and put all that work into it. Or, hey, you know what? I can just kind of like start downloading off of what was that back then? Like Napster, Napster, Airshare, putting together, together my friends getting a a collection of music. Like, wait a minute, I can just, I can just go try to shop my mixtapes at a club and like get work and like make money and like, wait, I can make this a career. Oh, wait, hold up. So all these eyes open, I think like that would, it's, it's a major draw away from, the culture of the battling from back then. And for me, it was like, yeah, man, like I, I, I just love that whole culture back then. I was so into the idea of not honestly, man, it wasn't for me, it was never really competing until later. It, it, it never really was about competing to try to win. It was sort of like, it was sort of like this challenge where like, I just, I just wanted to do better than I did the last time. Like, honestly, you know what I mean? Or I just wow. didn't want to mess up. I just did just want to get through it. Don't mess up. And be okay with that because there's plenty of times where I would go up there, my hand would be shaking, you know, like I would mm-hmm. have like, I would be, I would, I, the nerves would get the better of me. That happened plenty, plenty of times leading up to that for me. It was a personal, like a personal uh, goal, right? But like, if you think about it, just going back to like the, like what what's happened over the years, I think that has a big part in it. And then, like, I think people having the option to do other things aside from preparing for DJ battles, you look at Red Bull, right? Okay, well, like, you're gonna enter a DJ battle, right? Are you gonna? If, if you don't know anything really about the culture and you're just sort of getting into DJing and say, oh, this is pretty dope, you know, uh, you know, di- different types of like scratching, juggles, like tech- like mm-hmm. technicality of DMC. But they go, oh, wait a minute, Red Bull over here. I know I've heard of Red Bull, you know, like, oh, wait, they're, 
what are, what are the prize? What do the winners get? You know, oh, they get a lot of money. You're like, maybe let me check that out. You know what I mean? So so that's like, a marketing thing, dude. Red Bull's okay. got like exponentially more money than like EMC. You know but it saying? changed every year, though. It changed every year. It has and been changed. But the money has changed. The money has changed. People's eyes, you know, like if you think about it, just take their attention and be like, oh, wait a minute, this is an option too. People just didn't have options, as many options back then when I was battling. Very true. I mean? Very true. Maybe that's part of it, you know? If you look at uh, the trajectory of tennis and battling, specifically DMC battling, you'll see a very significant parallel. Tennis mm -hmm. in the 80s, you had, oh, man, you had McEnroe. You had Agassi in the 90s with Sampras. Think about think about DMC battling in the in, in the 90s, mid 90s, and and then like, when's the last time you've seen any any American male anyway win any tennis major? It's been it's been a minute. Well, the, the big thing that I've, I've you know I'm just going back to what um, ID said on social media that got me like you know um, thinking about it, and and he was like he was like he was he was being honest about the U.S. final f finals and. And he mentioned, man, this 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 group of like people in the U.S. final is like you know, um, it is, it, you know, as a whole, it, it's 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 crap. It's like like everybody in the in the Australian uh, finals would have shitted on like everybody in the. You talking about this year? Yeah, three. Yeah, and he's really disappointed of like what what came out of like the U.S. finals this year because like we were talking about it on the episode. And we were thinking, man, maybe the online fine is going to bring out so many people out of the woodworks and 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 get like you know and, and get the U.S. team back to where it's, it it was very very competitive. But like um, he was the, he was very disappointed like what the outcome was on the U.S. finals where uh, not not the like the top top three placing, but he said like overall like everybody from like you know fourth place and, and I mean and if you notice guys. like most of the heavyweights that you would expect to enter like nobody entered let's, let's just call it that the no not, not not a lot of heavyweights entered yeah and, you know like yeah. I think our country has been dealing with more overlapping crises than most of the rest of the world you know what I'm saying like we're I think most people at the beginning of 2020 when we got locked down and they're like yo at least, you know, there's going to be all these talented people at home and they're going to be like cranking it. You're going to see a lot of albums and mixtapes and EPs and videos and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I don't think I've really seen the type of output that I was expecting because like we're all out here like uninspired and just sort of hoping for a tomorrow that doesn't once suffer. Again, once again, though, I'm okay with that as well because in if, if I wasn't doing that, what was I doing? I was spending time with family. Me and my dad have fucking lunch on Sundays every day now. Like, like just there's these new connections. Like, I, you know, I'm just closer with my family now. And that is priceless. So even if I didn't put out a lot of the work that I said I was going to do, if I didn't put out the battle routines, I would hope I wanted to put out earlier. I'm, I'm okay with that because uh, I'm alive. My family is alive. And we love each other. And I have a oh, puppy. You still got fourth place with uh, three days worth of effort in the U.S. finals. Oh, three let's days go. worth of effort got me fourth place. Yes. Let's, yeah, go, no. to, uh, Buck. let's go to Buck real quick because he had a comment he wanted to make. I was seeing in the chat. You had something you wanted to say, Buck? I uh, don't recall. I was commenting on Inferno doing the Rubik's Cube as he's going for round two right now. <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of like the whole uh, – 
the whole crisis and unplugging. Like when uh, wait, I got Monica- I, I got to see that Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Oh shit! Get you got the drum set get it, back now. When did that get there? Get it, Eric. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. We're not watching. Yeah, maybe maybe America's. Uh, <laughs> you're not. You're not. Okay, fine. Competitive Rubik's cubing. Inferno, you can't do that in like seven seconds. You're never making the U.S. finals for Rubik's cubing. <laughs> yeah, I know twelve year olds that could that could. That, Jeez, look at that. that would look dust you, bro. Hey, he's got all the white. That's a I'm threat. That's, I'm just joking. But yo, well, shout out to uh, DJ Miles Money, uh, our boy Woo. Bill. He has a whole wall of Rubik's cubes. Uh, yeah, he's a Rubik's cube master himself. <laughs> hey! Hey! That just happened live here. Wait, what I'm happened? Sorry. Sorry. Nine oh, nine, damn! Baby. Damn! <laughs> That's impressive. Nine and nine. Wait, is that on a, a COVID acquired skill? <laughs> yeah, actually, I need to. I've literally, <laughs> I'm just literally 41 years happy. old and I've never solved the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. <laughs> I, need sure get, I need to get on as my next COVID activity. There you go. I only yeah, saw the ones good. that had the stickers that you could peel off and <laughs> peel all the stickers off and put it back on. That, you were that Netflix kid. You were that kid, weren't you? I saw that Netflix <laughs> documentary. Oh, my, my son was like, can we get one of those? I'm Yo-yos. Like, sure, <laughs> Cat's Cradle. I used to do Cat's Cradle, Walk the Dog. Oh, I need to get a yo-yo. What was Damn. the uh, what was the freestyle oh, yo-yos though called? Yo-yo. The OG yo-yo. ones that had the bearings. What were they called? Oh, oh, oh. The ones with the bearings, the fucking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what were they called? That's like when the Gigapet and all that shit was out. Come <laughs> on, yo, I know exactly. What you're X Factor about. or what the fuck was it? What what was that yo-yo? Side I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, anybody on the chat, if they even know what kind of yo-yo that is, pull it up, man. The OG done something, yo-yo. Duncan. Omega might be one. They actually stole my, my yo-yo idea. I wrote to them when I was 10 years old and I, I actually, I met the dude on the, on the airplane when I was like 18. He's like, yeah, we have a new yo-yo coming out. And it was the idea that I sent them when I was like, 10 or 12. It's the Omega. It's crazy, man. They actually patented. put my yo-yo idea out. <laughs> Are you yeah. talking serious? <laughs> what the hell, dude? I'm so confused. What's that? He's asking Are you serious? I'm so confused. Yeah, great. Real talk, man. I, 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 I used to be thinking of yo-yos. I submitted the idea, and they put out wow. my yo-yo. They didn't, wow. they didn't get the credit for it. It's all good. That <laughs> just happened, guys. You heard it here. Does, does, Red, does, Red, Bull, uh, does Red Bull do a uh, competitive yo-yo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. <laughs> give, them, give them a minute. They will. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys You guys want to talk about Red Bull canceling their, their world finals, oh. I guess? I'm crying. This past Friday, they, it's they, okay. I can do it without 15 minutes. That's they, and, oh, you're yeah. going to be there. Right, Buck? You're gonna. Uh, uh, I wasn't gonna. Hell no! Nah, I'm done with Red Bull and battling. For now, I, I, honestly, one milestone that I really do want to do that I have yet to do is DMC. Like that's the only like surface I haven't touched yet, and I get called out a lot by it. So, and I, I honestly, I just battle just to keep the sword sharp. Personally, don't let, yeah, yeah, don't to, let, yeah, screw those dudes. But at the end of the day, I know what you're saying. 
as one man, Art like has, has did have that unpopular opinion on on Red Bull, like on the on our uh, battle uh, battle season uh, episode. But yeah, they are like, <laughs> but they are what, canceling. Uh, what, what was the unpopular opinion? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know. It's just the idea that they they say they're you know they're throwing a DJ battle, and if they say they're for the culture, then they would have figured out a way to figure out the world finals. They already had everybody for the battle, and I think as an artist, the amount of time you spend on a set is is crazy. So for them to just go, eh, don't worry about it. No, nothing else. Like, don't worry about it. We will just, we'll, you'll hear from us. It sucks. Every year it kind of changed with. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't consider that an unpopular opinion. I would, unless you work for Red Bull, I would probably consider that a popular opinion. <laughs> well, you have to think about it in the sense of the entire mass that go and think about DJ battles. Most people would probably say, "Wow, Red Bull." I'm talking. I'm, yeah, I'm talking specific DJ yes. battle culture. If they want to yeah. put their hands in this pocket, that's all. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna feel the way I feel. You know. Well, here's a proper public, I guess, statement that they made. I mean, in light of, they said, in light of health concerns and the advice of health authorities around the world, the 2021 edition of the Red Bull 3 Style World Final has been canceled. We trust that this decision will be understood and respected. And then, you know, DJ City, shout out to DJ City. Um, Look at Remedy Space. <laughs> basically add, added, however, the, like, um, the likely inability to host packed indoor nightclub competitions with hundreds of attendees over several rounds proves to be the determining factor of the cancellation of the uh, 2021 attempt at the competition. So hosting empty venue or online only DJ sets as, as com competition would not necessarily be dissimilar or unique compared to any of the thousands of DJ sets that are already, already streaming online. So I guess they're saying, you know, like, I mean, they rely on, on that nightclub atmosphere. That was a long-winded explanation. <laughs> that was really long-winded. He's practicing his reading. We are gonna try to we're gonna try to bend you around with a big ass long ass. Yeah. Their lawyers definitely wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And look again, I'm like again, I love I like I, I have a relationship with Red Bull. I've you know I've worked for, I I stage managed that show, the US Fight. Not anymore, you don't. No, I know. I've gotten checked on them. It's just come on. It's like, but this is me. If you know my history, I've been. I, I don't think anybody checks this little podcast, man. So I've been okay battling for so freaking long that it's like it's 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 close to me. So if you want to, I don't know. We're at a thousand wanna, viewers. If you want to put your hand in this cookie jar, like you know, I well, don't know. I think. And honestly, Nightmare on Two, she just made a really good comment about there's drive-in concerts and, you know, someone yeah. with Red Bull with unlimited resources could That's have done what I'm saying. freaking battle. They could have done something pretty ill. They could have done That's it in what Korea. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, if you're quarantined for two weeks. Because, yeah. like, if they, let's say they basically put it on ice for a year and then when whatever 2021 comes around, are they going to take all those cats that made it to the finals that put all that work in? Are they going to then give them no. an opportunity to? I think they're not going to give them an opportunity. I think they're going to move on. They're going to move on to the new season. That's, the young and yeah, young right. inferno, though. So that's what's kind of disappointing. They're not taking care of, like, all the, the ones that worked hard to, like, make the national championships or to win their <laughs> 
their respective national championships, and that's it. I mean, they're gonna get gypped out of that non-existent prize money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, every year, you know, every year the prize money changed. Like to uh, in uh, Trentino, the year that he won, he won forty five thousand, no fifty five thousand dollars for the US finals. I took five, just to, just winning the qualifier, you got five racks. I took second place to Trentino in Chicago, and I got another five racks. He got. Hey, we got we got immortal up in the building. Uh-huh. Five yeah, racks. What up, Jamie? What up, champ? Yo, that's more than cool. Cool mix. Y'all remember cool mix back in the day? What's up, immortal? Yeah. Rock and rock in the building. Shouts to the Scratch Academy, Miami. Dude, in the super, in the super early uh, Red Bull three thousand, I got I got my ass kicked by uh, Bonix in like two thousand eleven. And and then I was also in it again in 2012 in Pittsburgh. And in the early early ones, you you legit got paid for just participating. Like I think the second year I got five hundred dollars. You got five hundred dollars literally if you went to the your local yeah. areas around it. Well, the, you for showing up. The mentality was that is you're giving up a paid gig for that weekend to be right. there. But when Bonix and I was in it for 2015, they didn't give a shit. We didn't get not nutter. And like, nah, nah, that's that's when they spread the finals out to three days for the U.S., which is way overplayed, first and foremost. Like, but yeah, like is yeah. That was that was what Den- that was the Denver Denver year. Nah, that, that was Phoenix. Or Phoenix. Yeah. The venues were way too big for, for that year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mortal got seventy five hundred. Jamie with the flex. And that's, that was that's what was crazy about Cool Mix. Second place though. That's the cool key. Mix. He said seventy five hundred cool per yeah. second. They gave us mad money, um, and they, they 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 were like, "Who do you want to book as your act?" I'm like, "I want to book Gangstar because I, I promoted the Cool Mix show." Oh, I remember yeah. that Cool Mix. And I was like, "They're like, what? Who do you want us to bring?" And I'm like, "I want Gangstar." And they were like, <laughs> "Done, done, wow." Give wow. me the Gangstar. I thought it was gonna be a long winded thing. Is it done? Like, oh wow! No, they were just like, <laughs> "Yeah, you guys, you want Gangstar? We got it. We'll get you Gangstar." Wow! Wow! And and they and and all the DJs. I mean. Immortal just saying. So I think first place might have been ten grand or twelve grand or something. You get a lifetime supply of cigarettes too, or no? <laughs> <laughs> only, only the mythos. Only right, the right. <laughs> Those things are harsh, though, bro. Come on, it's like, cool. Let's be it's real. cool still around. As cool. As no, no. Those cigarettes were harsh, bro. <laughs> I was yeah. a, I was a Newport Newport guy back in the day. Yeah, they were they were stronger than Newport, and they're pretty much cool in Newport are the same. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That fiberglass shit. The f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I got to go up. Look at fiberglass. DJ, to, uh, DJ Sinlith, he was asking. Um, he wanted to know uh, from like Buck and myself, and you know how we talk, how how we go about like constructing the live remix sets. Ah. Yes, yeah, so I want to shout out. He's he's always do been it, a good do support. It. Yeah, man. I mean, I know you got. I mean, Bucks. Bucks got routines on routines on routines, man. Peace, sinless. Yeah, yeah. Man. I need to make more. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me personally, it's uh, actually I haven't I haven't been putting together anything like that you would actually practice lately. You know, like I've actually been trying to improv it more lately. You know, yes. I've been thinking those sets though. Those have been dope. Just going with Thanks. the flow, kind of showing people your workflow. Yeah. I've been wanting to do like a Machine Monday for the longest time too, where I just kind of show people my workflow and how I cut stuff up and just, you know, the behind the scenes aspect instead of you're just... You're on machine too, right? You're, you're, you're doing everything now. No more Ableton drum racks, right? 
No, not anymore. I'm I'm, I'm debating oh, really? on going back, but ever since the uh, MK3 came out, like some of the MIDI, like it's not the same because like with MK2 they had the Ableton script, so like it made it real easy to kind of cross over. Uh, so, but I've noticed it could just be something on my end too. But I have three different MK3, so it's got to be a MIDI mapping issue or something because like the pads don't react like they happened? used to. Like well, basically in, the, in machine. Uh, well, yeah, in mini mode form uh, for Ableton, like the pads like have their own little glitch. Like they basically have like a yeah. roll or something of that nature to where like it's getting its own. It's getting a conflict from something else. But I have only MIDI turned on in Ableton, so I don't have it, you know, enabled in anything else because you know you'll get MIDI conflict if you have it turned I've on in Strato and stuff like that. You know, it's weird you say that because that's what I used to experience on like uh, with the MK2. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry, with the MK, the first one, the very MK1, first one, yeah. 2012 or whatever uh -huh. and i'm like why is it that when i hit this there's like a double sound is that what you're talking about yep yep like you hit it once yeah. like, it's like a put touch release type deal almost. i don't know how it, uh -oh. i don't know how it went away i wonder if those gone. guys are listening right now you guys it doesn't matter in the states it's years ago but like i've never had that problem with it like with mk3 i've never had that then again i haven't been doing it as much as you but um but so you're but machine mode works fine yeah, no, everything in machine is 100%. And like, I like the workflow. I still chop shit up in Ableton just because I can, I know exactly what I want when I go to it and I just export it as 16 pads. Or I'll just take like a sample loop or like a synth loop and then just chop the, you know, chop those up on the pad itself. But I basically cut all the fat out. So I'm not having big audio files in machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But side note for those who don't know, and I know Eric knows this, he is the reason why I use machine, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I get to claim that. Yeah. <laughs> But what's awesome is I now get to teach him some stuff as well. In your face, NPC. <laughs> no, nah, it's all exactly. love. Like it's it's awesome to fucking have a, a mentor in a sense. That that it's cool. The master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I told him. I was like, man, came the master. <laughs> who's, who's taking screenshots? Taking <laughs> screenshots. <laughs> you guys have the hey, same haircut. Are you cutting too. up in Ableton? Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. There. Tell us apart. Let me grab the. Wow. No, it was actually funny because when it's we did a show in Indianapolis back. together, when <laughs> when we did a show in Indianapolis together, I was up there. And someone thought <laughs> Damn, I was. Look at that. A <laughs> B hey, it smooth. <laughs> 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 Yeah, shiny. Buck, <laughs> all you gotta do is shine <laughs> Let me just get the Mexi stash going and we in here. Let me get that Juan Rogers or Juan. Juan. El Pinchy Juan. No, wait, you, wait, hold up. You cut so you cut it up in drum racks. Uh well I used to I used to enable and so basically I just slice the audio now and just import it into machine. So I'll make individual folders for each routine and just put the 16 samples in that folder. So like if anything were to ever happen, I still have you those still have master folders. Folder. Yeah, yeah, I still have that master folder of the work that I've chopped yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just drag and drop. Like, cause I literally like EQ it and everything in uh, Ableton. So it's literally just a drag and drop scenario. I might tweak it a little bit in uh, machine yeah. just to, you know, kind of get the mix right. It's but. like you get it basically close in terms of the, the, the length of the samples and then yeah. you put it out. Yeah, like it. I'll I'll EQ my snares and all that shit, cut the low end out, so you like you know it's just less processing in machine. I haven't, I haven't really tried using machine uh, the machine process for coming up with like routine. I, I tried learning. This is like back when I first got machine. I tried learning this just using that standalone as a beat, like yeah. just to make beats and like it felt like it felt like I was just fighting the Ableton workflow because I love Ableton yeah. workflow. Dude, and Ableton you could fucking many you can. Uh, Automate anything. You can literally just right click, automate, map, anything enable. I gotta like, be honest. Shout, 
Shouts to the homies at Serato, but I'm I I've been using Serato Studio for a year now. But I still find myself fighting the Ableton workflow, man. Yeah, <laughs> like she's got like, the she's got the Buck Jeremy emote. <laughs> yeah, hey. that's my alter ego, Buck Jeremy. He's got the next. <laughs> yeah, the, the Ableton <laughs> workflow is just yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's really hard to get into, but at the end of the day, once you figure it out, you know. But then again, anything you start with for so long becomes your workflow. Hundred percent. So yeah. as you're so, saying, hey, like, Phyllis, I use, you I use machine Ableton over Serato Studio. That's what uh, you're saying. Well, I mean, I, let's be clear here. They're two kind of different things. Uh, Ableton is a full-blown DAW, right? Yeah, so right, I right, recorded right. my mom's book. You know, my mom, I, I recorded the, the audio book version for my mom thing. I, you can, you can perform with it. You can do other things. Uh, Serato yeah. Studio is like a beat-making program. Well, you can't right. really sample audio yet. What's cool about Serato, yeah. though, is it takes the DJ approach to... Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like yes. those that are already familiar with the, you know, the software, mm -hmm. it, it allows them. And to the browser navigate. is amazing. I hate Ableton yeah. browser. I can use it, but the the Serato browser. I've been using Serato every day since yeah. two thousand four. So when everything pops up in studio and you can drag and drop your mix ideas, you know, it's 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 What's, really quick. It, it's also kind of cool because it puts everything in key for you too, though. And it's yes. you can drag yes. and drop and like but, it. But the thing about Ableton, why that doesn't matter for guys like us is because we can already hear in key. So oh, if yeah, we can no, hear it, we change it. But but Serato does everything. Just it just kind of mashes it to the master key. I I wish Ableton would put out a master key, a global key. Yeah, lock. I mean yeah. that's what your tuner is for in a sense. Well, True. I guess that'd be more for individual sounds. But that's individual, like a global. But just a global total tonal balance though. Total balance. Is a great tool to use. It kind of it shows Total you the balance. spectrum field. Yeah, it's uh okay. isotope. isotope, isotope. Yeah, isotope. kind of gives you the spectrum field and the you know like you can also uh, what's it called? Uh, I forget the term for it, but basically analyze someone else's mix and it follows the wave curve. Yeah. So when you're mastering yeah. yours, it'll help you kind of yeah ah, follow follow their well, EQ don't, curve. Don't get me wrong, I made some fire beats on Serato Studio though. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, they're fire. Artists saying with the global key, like he's saying that it'd be cool if something just you hit a button and then whatever is in your Ableton project becomes that key. Yeah, say you have five yeah. tracks. Right? You have five so you tracks. Have one's an audio sample. One's a MIDI, you know, clip. But you hit it, and they all kind of just kind of yeah. like a slave. Make it like a slave to the tone of what you want, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. do a little work. Yeah. Well, guys, play the set. There you go. Real so, quick, guys. Real quick, guys. At, I, you know, we're pretty much like way over our time. It's been uh, <laughs> the principles here, guys. It's been a crazy fun discussion here tonight. But um, Art and and Chris, let's drop you off because we want to bring back uh, uh, Premonition and 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 Sean uh, and maybe Impulse. Maybe Impulse is around. Uh, you know, I think he's gonna be our Matt Damon tonight. Mm -hmm. So so Chris and Chris and Art, just drop off. We're gonna end off the show. Peace, guys. Thanks for joining. One love. Just click on the leave studio. We'll we'll get we'll get uh, Premonition and and Sean back in here. So if you guys are listening, because I I can see somebody that's trying to enter the studio. All right, Sean, Premonition. Even if Impulse is in the is in the building, <laughs> bet, bet. Ew. Salutations.
Termination, where are you at? In there, lurk mode. Is he lurking? Is there lurking? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, he's he's still in the chat in lurk mode. I can send him a DM with the with the lurk <laughs> if he needs it. You said he's yeah, in lurk, lurk mode. In lurk mode. Lurking. Lurking. So, so Inferno, I, are you saying you you do all of your machine stuff for your live remix performances? You do that all in Ableton. You're an Ableton guy. His oh, rack's yeah, yeah. pretty expensive. Well, the thing is, yeah, like the um. Well, when I was practicing a lot, like actual routines, which has not been recently. Like recently, I've been trying to there do this. But um, it was all—it's all in drum racks. It's so—it's so. I mean, it's relatively. It seems to me like way easier than the machine work. When Buck told me he was doing his setup like in machine, I go, "Oh, like you mean you set you you actually organize all your stuff in machine?" And I could see why that would be cool because then you would have. Like hands-on control over the dials and stuff. Well, like not that. only that, with the, the the screens on the MK3 are freaking. Cool. It's like yeah. high res now. So literally, right here, I can see all my routines and like with how yeah. I work on the fly. You know, just load your banks up as you go. But yeah, that, but that's got me thinking of trying it now. Like like because I I do like the way that looks, but like you know, it's very it's a lot. It seems a lot easier. It's, it's so right much now. extra. You know workload I, I mean you know bucks probably got all the hidden secrets and stuff i just i, keep I it feel like simple. the way that you seem to approach it inferno like that's if you're an ableton nerd like and you've spent so many years kind of slowly but surely tripping away at the user interface like you know you're just putting more work on the plate to try to take on another element and uh i just but machine hands down has the best pads of any drum machine on the market Especially the MK3. The MK3, since they got the gel right, like the MK2s or the Akai pads will blister your fingers over a while. And the the machining came through because I always take everything apart. So it went, your fingers, wow, man. Yeah, no, like, well, I used to. Yeah, I used to literally get blisters on my fingers, like. It's fucking, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they went from the carbon strips to silver plated, and now the MK3 is gold plated. So like the response and everything's way more on point. Do you ever get double triggering on your MK3? Yeah, that's what he was talking about. But that no, was yeah, but yeah, but that was that not on not purposely no. So like with the Akai, you can hit the corners to where it triggers stuff. Yeah, no, you can't really do that on the MK3 or on, on any of the machines that I'm aware of. But that's what the issue that I was having in Ableton when I used the mini mode in Ableton on the MK3. Oh, uh, okay. okay. You're talking about the accidental double triggering, like yes. Where it, that's a weird thing. Once like, you get the talking about press that. release, like, you get the note repeat. I haven't seen that <laughs> yet. Well, guys, we gotta we gotta end off the episode because we're running out of uh, time on our on our uh, audio podcast platform. <laughs> we're, our a lot of uh, time is like is running down. We're gonna have to pay some more. But anyways, man, yo, this has been a really good episode. You know. Um, and that's gonna do it for us for the season, man. That's like we have 25 episodes in the books. Um, you know, give it up one more time for our special guests: Inferno, Bonix, Buck Rogers, Digital Dave, DJ Zo, Premonition, Remedy, Throwdown, and uh, Impulse. Impulse, we <laughs> Impulse. We ran out of time, so we're gonna get. We're gonna get you on the next episode. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> I'm not ready. 
I'm not right ready. now, right now, guys, let's get everybody to like just like uh shout out what you got going on and, and just promote whatever, you know. So starting with premonition, man, what you got going on? Just uh well, every Sunday that we have a home game for the Washington football team, I'm in the stadium, okay. uh, game day DJ. Uh, get back to corporate work, so I'll be doing different brands, Nordstrom, Macy's, hopefully more stuff comes back, and just still streaming on Twitch Saturday nights, 9 p.m., well, like 10 p.m. Eastern time. I do my classic club Saturdays. I also do a Thursday night stream right before the uh, kickoff of the Thursday night game as well, this kind of NFL-themed. Um, and then it'll just pop up sometimes, but that's it. So twitch.tv slash DJ Premonition. Dope. Remedy, what you got going on? What up? Yeah, so uh, I got a, I just put out a mixtape recently. It's like, it's basically uh, like all scratching. The whole thing, we basically took the, took the concept of putting the intro and stretching that for the whole tape. So it's me and my boy DJ Filthy. And it's called uh, Stories from Scratch, and that's available at scratchstories.com and also at my website, djremedy.com. And then, you know, I just be posting my practice footage and p- putting stuff on Instagram. That's that's pretty much it at DJ Remedy. That's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Sweet. I bet. Bonix, what do, you, what do you got going on? Hey, uh, so I'll be on the radio every day in Minneapolis, which is fun. And uh, I do a mixed show there. I'm just joined Twitch, like I said, so, uh, you know, stream in, check me out, and you know, uh, welcome me there for the people who have been doing it. Uh, but uh, what else is going on? You know, you're about to get your license. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to get my like uh, so I can marry Buck and his wife. I'm trying to get that like whatever that's called. <laughs> nice. Universal life. Type. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, really, that's it. I did something with Wiz two weeks ago, so that was promising. And they're talking about a tour next summer, oh, so nice. hopefully, like. That shit will come back, but um, I'm just uh, enjoying myself. So, Sweet, come to Minneapolis man. if you guys uh, are traveling. Hell yeah, man! We're out there. Don't Sometime. even worry. Not, not during the winter, though. <laughs> it is already it's winter now. <laughs> they said there's no bad weather, just bad dressing. Zo, <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm just holding it down over here in Korea. I'm actually um, leaving on Friday. I'm going to Vietnam. Flex. through december i'll be djing out there um and if you want to see me quarantine again because i have to fucking quarantine again in vietnam you can follow me on instagram <laughs> i'll probably show you my shitty meals and all that <laughs> what about you inferno yeah man um you know i'm actually getting back i've i've, I've decided that the, the nerding is going to stop and well it's going to continue but I, I finally got everything the way i want it i'm going to start streaming again and yeah, um, Rubik's Cube like, tutorials. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> all this shit while I'm uh, myself. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing, man. Like, I'm trying to do this thing. I'd, I'd like to do some of the the types of sets that I've been doing earlier this year, which is sort of like, it's completely on the spot. It's like, all right, like you tell me like what you want me to live remix or whatever, and then I'll I'll create something on the spot and then actually perform it. it takes like it's like a there's a setup and then a performance behind it. So I thought that was kind of that. I always had fun with that. I want to continue that, but then I also really enjoy this thing where, like, I just like I can switch over to this camera here. Like, I don't know how. I'm not going to worry about it, but for now. But like, I got my camera set up where like it switches to like the things that I touch, and now I can like, you know, I can mix. I can hit this stuff over here if I feel like it. I can like live loop the thing that it's playing over there, or I can like make a beat 
and then I could add a chord progression and then, you know what I'm saying? Like I can do literally everything now, just like turning around like this. Now I'm like, so I'm going to start streaming again. Uh, it's uh, twitch.tv dash or uh, slash uh, DJ E-N-F-E-R-N-O. And um, on the other side of the business is uh, Mixed Major. So if you guys didn't know, I actually have a school. I've had this school for the last, like the physical school since 2018. But I've been teaching primarily kids, kids, teens, and now some, some adults uh, how, to, how to make music uh, with Ableton. You know what I mean? So I've been doing that since 2015. And what's cool is uh, on the Mixed Major side, like now I have students from like California, Arizona, Texas, you know what I mean? Like I have students from all over the country now because there's no longer the need to drive on a weekly basis yep. to my place in Herndon. So that virtual program has been growing really well. So that's uh, www.mix-major.com. That's awesome, it. man. What about you, two-time US champ, Throwdown? Uh, well, speaking of that, I got the 2018 uh, DMC US Supremacy Champ banging away in my uh, living room on the keyboard right now. Toltex. Nice. And, uh, so we are in the IDA World Championships in December. So we're doing our first teams meeting. And uh, I was working on the track when you so rudely kicked me off for about an hour halfway through the show. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this the set is fire. So you know, we'll, I'm, we're just I think we got like two weeks left before we got to turn it in. So I guess keep your eyes peeled for that. Hopefully, finally we can bring a world title back to the United States. Hey, um, but that's that's it. That and you know, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like Inferno and Buck Rogers because I'm, <laughs> I'm all about this lab thing. Honestly, I think after like quarantine. You know, we, we're all on the road just, like, killing ourselves, traveling and just playing show after show after show. And this this quarantine has been such an amazing break from the norm. And I was like, you know what? I don't even think I want to be there anymore, period. Like, I just want to do live performances. Like, I, I'm basically going to be, like, a one-man band with a drum machine and a keyboard and a whole bunch of effects controls and two turntables and a mixer and a microphone and just do everything on the fly and probably only play like with bands and you know what i'm saying like all the kinds of acts that chris carnes plays with pretty lights and grammatics some squabby like you know he fits in perfectly because he's not a dj playing in between sets he is part of the band you know the scratching like over the hooks and, and throwing in like melodies and like acapellas and stuff like i i kind of feel like you know inferno touched on it for a second talking about like you know was is serato the impetus for battle DJing sort of kind of falling behind. And honestly, I, I think it's everything. It's the industry, it's social media, it's technology, but we're at a point now where there's so many fun toys that you can kind of bring into the DJ booth. And I'm starting to see dudes like pop up here and there that are just like one, one person acts, whether you're a beatboxer or a finger drummer or a DJ or a keyboardist or a sax player or whatever. And, I think that's the future. It might not happen tomorrow, but it's coming, and I want to be like right on the front wave of that. So I study all your videos. I see each and every one of them, but <laughs> I just I like flip the phone upside down and just rewind it like forty times. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wax this motherfucker. <laughs> Come on with it. Keep banging those Come fingers. Come on with it. Don't let him sleep on you. Hey, Ross be fucking finger banging, yo. He's he's got some tricks up his sleeve. He's, he's all modest and quiet, but I see his shit too. So don't yeah. let him fool you. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. Nope, nope. All right, Dave, Digital Dave. 
What up? What up? Thank you guys for having me on again. Um, real quick, Inferno. I don't know if we ever got to like meet or talk in person. I don't think we have, but I've been a huge fan of yours for like years and years and years and years. So I just wanted to say that, and I, I appreciate you and all the work you've done um, over the years. And I also want to say, um, you know, it's great kicking it with with Buck and Bonix as they're my two favorite DJs that I've ever gotten to play back to back sets with. Um, Buck and I set was super weird. It was like slow jams, like completely impromptu <laughs> at the end of the night in Arizona. We were playing like back to back, like silk and shy and escape oh, and man. shit like that. But um, probably super crumbly. I, I, I love you guys. So it's been an honor to be here. Check out uh, mixcloud.com backslash DJ Digital Dave uh, for, uh, you know, my new Jack mix and all kind of mixes I'm working on. My Instagram's at DJ Digital Dave one. And, you know, I'll, I'll be keeping this 8-0 train uh, rolling here. Hopefully, uh, you know, a few more weeks, hopefully the rest of the season, uh, you know, in, in Heinz Field for all the Steeler games. I'll be seeing your football team on December 6th. And uh, thank you guys again for having me so much. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And finally, Buck Rogers. Oh, man. So biggest thing I'm working on right now is just building residual income, uh, launching my label, finally going to stop talking and fucking get off my ass and launch my Woo! label. Um, <laughs> I got my second alias, Exus, that I'm doing a lot more house music and stuff with. I just did uh, nice. some stuff with the Desert Heart crew. Like we had Porky from Desert Hearts and uh, a few others out. Uh, still working on my side project with Z Trip with our little uh, form like Voltron crew, which is what we're doing. So usually uh, the first, the, like the sizzle reel that we did, it was me. Uh, Super Nat, Adam Dyche from Lettuce, and then of course Z Trip. So it's kind of we have the drummer, the MC, the DJ, and then me kind of adding other elements in between. Uh, so we're really, I'm probably going to be going out to San Diego soon and uh, working some more on our first official EP. So we kind of like develop our sound so we have something that we can actually launch. And then other than that, just streaming my ass off at DJ Buck Rogers. If you see one without the S, like a DJ Buck Roger, that's not me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, all my, everyone that saw him, like he was in a couple streams, like saying shit and they were all like, oh, Buck, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who is like, <laughs> so if you see a dude without an S, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but once you know bucking with me, you won't forget the D and that's R-O-D-G-E-R-S. So everything at DJ Buck Rogers and that's pretty much about it. Well, there you have it, folks. That's it for the show. Um, man, that was that was that was a great show. By the way, folks, for everybody tuning into our show on Twitch right now, please stay in the chat. All right, because we're gonna pay for it by supporting another DJ and raiding their channel once our show goes goes off the air. And we're actually gonna raid DJ Audio One because it's his birthday <laughs> today. So oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna raid Audio One uh, today. So just stay put in the, the chat. Just stay on the chat, but uh, if, if you know, I gotta, I gotta end the show. So if you miss any of our episodes, watch. You can watch our past shows on Facebook.com/slash/BeatRefinery or YouTube.com/slash/BeatRefinery. If you pre prefer to listen to the audio side of things, this episode, three hours of it, will be <laughs> uploaded this Thursday to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you consume and listen to all things podcasts. So make sure to click like, comment, and subscribe to all of our different platforms, whichever you prefer. From all of us. Here, thanks again to everybody for tuning in in the past couple seasons. Um, you know, don't worry, the show will be back in a few weeks. We're just taking a little break. We might be back live here, you know, just try just to try out something new. But for the nine at nine show, we'll be back in a few weeks. So, once again, um, Sean J, do you have any last words? 
Yeah, um, I spent a whole afternoon today putting together all the links from all the references we've had in every single episode in our Discord channel, so you can check that link that's been happening in the chat, so if you're uh, in here live watching it, you can get that there. If not, uh, get in touch with one of us, we can send you the Discord link, that way we can keep everybody in touch and kind of keep the conversation and the dope resources going throughout. I bought a house, I I gotta go pack stuff, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Mic Congrats. drop, boom. boom. <laughs> so once again, folks, everybody stay in the chat. We're gonna we're gonna raid audio one. Make sure once we get into that into his stream, man, everybody greet him up. Happy birthday. Put put up the uh, raid emotes, whatever you want to do, or any of his emotes. But make sure to greet him happy birthday. So once again, folks, keep wearing a mask, spread some love. We'll see you guys. Whatever. So everybody, say peace. And we don't have our music, man. Peace. 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 All these no music. Go, 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 go. There we go. There it is. Peace out, guys. Thank you, guys.